16-bit spit. Overjoyed, rewarded another morning accordingly. Celebratory clean without hey, welcome a performance. To powerful impact, where we interview people who made a powerful impact on the culture, music, and the community as a whole. I'm SP. I'm with Goddess and Nell today. Amen. And um, just subscribe to the Powerful Impact channel. Add the YouTube channel and follow us on the social media. But tonight, we have a special guest, a really special guest. And if anybody is like me, they are just fanning out right now. But <laughs> we have a legendary MC who's part of, um, I, I, I don't need, I can't even call them a, Super group. I can't call them. Uh, uh, all I can say is when somebody says digging in the crates, they don't just think about um, going to the to the record shop. They think about these guys right here. So everybody, welcome. OC, how are you today? Hey. Miss Goddess, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing happy. I'm happy it's Friday. It's been a long week, but I'm like, I was really looking forward to tonight because I really wanted to like get a chance to chat with OC tonight. So welcome. Yes. Um, we talked to a few of your fans and they sent us some questions to ask, but I just want to start off with with um for the people the youngsters who don't know you um where are you from and how did that shape how you make music um i was born brooklyn brooklyn raised in brooklyn uh moved to queens and um the music thing has always been me. My mom's is, you know, she'd be a singer. But uh, the whole hip hop rap thing started because I moved to Jamaica, Queens. And a guy by the name of Farrell March was my neighbor. He lived across the street from me. And um, that's where my journey started. So, um. How did Digging in the Crates uh, form originally? Wow. Um, DITC started with uh, Showbiz and Diamond D. Um, Showbiz, Diamond D, Lord Finesse, and uh, Fat Joe grew up in Forest Prairie. Um, showbiz 
Law Finesse, Diamond D, and, and, and Fat Joe grew up in, in the Bronx and Forest. Um, Showbiz and Diamond D started DITC. It was, it's a production crew. And um, actually the first, you know, the first cat that was really uh, produced by Digging in the Crates was Law Finesse. This is before Finesse started producing. And mm -hmm. um, Showbiz and Diamond. And actually, Premier's a, a, a member of DITC. People just don't associate him, which I don't know why. He's been down from day one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They produced his first album. And, you know, that was the chain reaction right there, you know. Uh, yeah. Lord Finesse brought in AG, which in turn um, put Show and AG together. You know what I'm saying? Later on, Finesse met Buck Wild. Um, mm -hmm. I met Buck Wild on the and Finesse on the Source Tour, the very first Source Tour that I went on with Organized Confusion. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then later on, Big Al. You know what I'm saying? And that's how DITC came together. It was actually organic. Oh, that's real. That's dope. I found I found that over over the um interviews that we have, it was always it always seemed to be an organic connection. And um uh, most of right. the members are still um very um active with the in each other's lives because it was so organically formed. Is that how it's happened with you? Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm probably the member with the most albums. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. you know, contrary to people not seeing me so much, you know, I have not counting probably DITC albums. You know, probably twenty albums. You know, so mm -hmm. um, I've been the most active over the over time. You know, the most successful has been. You know, Fat Joe, of course. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, but I've been the most active, like as far as putting out, you know, solo albums and stuff like that. You know, but di uh, digging in the crates is, you know, we still active. Everybody's still active on their own. Cool. Uh, how did they? How did y'all come up with DITC, the name, and did it have any significance? Um, well, Diamond and, and, and Showbiz came up with the name Digging in the Crates, you know, from, um, digging for Rare Records, Rare Breaks, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just digging in, in old record stores and stuff like that. They actually came up with the name. We actually made the mistake of not trademarking the name, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because uh, everybody else uses it, but, you know, it wasn't being said until Showbiz and Diamond was saying uh, digging in the crates. And then they abbreviated it and broke it down to DITC. So, um, we all have these moments of uh, knowledge. Was 
though was were those things um just not um talked about prevalent prevalently when um y'all started uh, or it was kind of something y'all discovered like trademarking and all of this stuff later on You still there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, ask ask it again. Ask um, no, nah, I heard the question. Um, it was just something that you know later on we didn't think about it, but you know. Uh -huh. at this, at Yay! He's back. Okay. <laughs> I think. Uh -huh. I think Don't you answered that question. I'll just go back in and out. It's cool. All right. Um, okay. All right. Welcome back. We don't want to lose you. Yeah. Nah. I'll come back in. I'll I'll log out and log back in if that's what it takes. Um. Now, what was your question? I uh, just I was just wondering. Um. Because I, it, it's a lot of times that we have. Um. A lot of times we we miss things because of the lack of information that's available to us, and you know, right. especially oh. to us as a people. And you said so. I was just right. Yeah, wondering about the trademarking. Yeah, nah. Like I said, um, at that point, at the point of all of us coming together, we didn't. We made the mistake of not trademarking it, but at this at that stage with me putting my first album out, Finesse on his second album, Diamond putting his album, you know, people known, known us as DITC. But, but where'd, you the, where'd you get the name OC from? We did that. That's actually my four. real name. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. No, we didn't. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I skipped that. That's why I skipped that because that's his real name. All right, well, all that's, that's, yeah, that's, I kind of lost track. I'm sorry. I lost track. Wait a minute. No, nah, wait, hold nah, on. Your that's, real that's, name is that's OC. That's my real name. Wait, no, it's that's short for something. Yeah. Those initials. First name Omar, last name Cradle. It's it's on. Oh, oh yeah. Omar Cradle. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Let me shush. My bad. All right, so here we got. I try to um, tell said, people that's my name. Like my name is my name. People be like, "So what is OC?" And I'm like, "If you said you have my CD, you know my the name yeah. is on the back of the CD." And they like, "Omar Cradle." I don't get it. And I'm like, "Take the, the abbreviated." <laughs> <It's OC>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, my initials. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah, why initials. I didn't ask it because I already, I already knew that was your name. <laughs> no, but for the public, the public don't. No, but like, look at me. I'm a me, fan, and I didn't don't, know. People don't associate the name and you know my full name and the, and the initials. So it's funny to me. It, you know, I don't get mad at that though. It's, it's cool. It, oh I, I grew up in the time where you you 
read the the liner notes. So, you know, that right. was recreation for us to sit out to to sit with our legs kicked up on the wall and read all the liner notes in this in the album and look at the pictures. That's how we found out exactly. what people look like. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. Oh, see, how did exactly. you end up meeting with organized you know, confusion? Um, it's my neighbor. So you said you grew up in Jamaica, Queens. You know, I grew up in Jamaica, Queens as well. Okay. And um, he was he lived across the street from me. That's yo. He's literally how I doing the music. You know what I'm saying? He lived directly across the street, and um, that's where the music started. You know, professionally being around him and being around Prince and. You know, um, um, that's that's my mess. You know what I'm saying? Like them dudes. If it wasn't for them, it'd be no. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Organized Confusion. Shout out to Prince Paul. Salute, legendary. Who I also think don't get the shine they deserve. Organized Confusion was on a whole nother level, though. Yeah, they were. And yeah, they definitely. Time. They definitely are, you know. Um, yeah, they I, were I on the whole they, they just now putting out the new stuff. Yeah. They putting out the the the, the first album on streaming. Like it was never up for streaming and stuff like that. So now I think they re-releasing it through news and the Amazons and stuff like that. So that's another check for me too. Oh man, that's gonna be. I, and I probably uh, donate to your cause because I've been waiting. We, me and Marie, <laughs> we was like, why they don't never have? They don't have their stuff up so we can get to it because we we just right. feel like it's very it's very important to support the OG. Yes, definitely. Right. Tell, yeah. OC, tell us the story about you transitioning into a solo artist. Like, like, tell us like a little background story how that came about. From Fudge Pudge. Um. Yeah, I mean, I always been a solo artist, but I just basically sat. And like a fly on the wall when, when Pharaoh and, and Prince was doing their first album, their debut album. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of guys around them that was trying to do music too. But I just happened to get lucky and, and get on their first album. But, um, you know, I was doing demos and stuff. And, you know, they used to tell me not to sound like them and you know, on your own voice and you know um they was real hard on me they was definitely hard on me like nah you sound like us and you you know find your own who are you uh -huh. who's oc you know what i'm saying who's omar cradle like you got to discover your own sound your own position and i didn't know what that mean you know as a youngin you know what i'm saying like i just didn't know what it meant until one day it just clicked. Um, and cards lined up, and 
when they was finishing up their first album, they they put me on the spot and I did a record called Fudge Party first album. And mm-hmm. that's where my solo career started. Cool. Let me, I have a Lord Triple A. He is a DITC fanatic. He is from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. but he thinks that boom mm-hmm. bap begins and ends with y'all. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> And he was he really wanted to know that's, uh, that's right. He wanted to know with uh would you be down to form a trio with Monch and Poe? Oh no. Damn. I'm back. Okay, he's here. Okay. Okay. Well, what was you saying? Dude wanted to know. Let what? Move. Uh, he wanted to know uh, would you be down with forming a trio with March and Poe? Well, um, I mean, it was a trio. I just wasn't an official member. I toured with them. You know, um, I went on the road with them. Um, yeah, I was like the unsigned third member, but you know, organized confusion was um those guys, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. anytime we got to record music together, we did it. You know what I'm saying? I put them on actually when I got uh when I was when I had a record deal and I was doing my mm-hmm. thing, I had actually did quite a few things with them, but I mean, our first gold record is the New Jersey Drive soundtrack. Then mm-hmm. um, I put I I actually put them on the New Jersey Drive soundtrack on a song called "You Won't Go Far." You know, that was like one of the collaborations we did together. And you know, um, of course, the "Can't You See" record was the actual record that made the whole soundtrack go gold. But I'm a part of that. Mm-hmm. And his last question was, um, have you ever entertained? Well, he is is not a last question. It's like several questions because he, mm-hmm. he, he, he wants to know, have you ever entertained doing a full album with large professor? Um, I've been around large pro since before organized confusion recorded their first album so largest family like you know mm-hmm. um we just never really recorded together but i've always been around large like f- for 30 years yeah he just wants y'all to you know record together <laughs> yeah but you know it, people don't <laughs> what's crazy is well people don't understand like um like how we having just conversation Mm-hmm. music is the same way like sometimes you know I've been in I mean me and Nas came up together through MC Search but mm-hmm. me and Nas never music together sometimes things just don't happen that way like you know it's, it's something that just has to be organic uh, 
he, he, he said, well, he, and then his the second part of his question is, will you think about mm -hmm. it? <laughs> of course. That's law professor. Large is one of the Large is a legend. Yeah. Of course I would see, do a record with him. In his mind, he sees uh you met and Red Man all on a album, a whole album, all produced by a large professor. That's his oh, dream he, collaboration. He just putting some of his favorites together and making albums. That's just like me saying I want to do a record with um Bob Marley, uh, uh, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Like I, I get it though. I get it. Tell him. It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's his dream collaboration for you. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I get it. <laughs> He said he 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 uh, he always says that your your form of lyricism is one that crosses mm -hmm. the boundaries of any production and any other lyricist. He said you are one of the oh, few wow. lyricists in the world that can get on anybody's album and make it better. Man, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, Interviews done. Boom. Humble. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know how to answer that right there. I he just wanted. He just like, wanted you to. He just wanted you to know that because he doesn't think you get the credit that you deserve, and he wanted to make sure that you knew that there are actually people around the world who thinks that you are you are hip hop the best, the best and one of the best of the best yeah creme de la creme y'all can still hear me y'all still with me yes yeah definitely um i always tell people this because people always say i don't get the credit but i'm still i, I still put out music i mean um I'm still recognized, you know, it, my, my thing was a slow, you know, where anybody else, if they came out and made an impact right away, Ooh. I always say mine took 20, 30 years. It was just a slow burn. And, and I mean, millions of people do know my music. Yeah. He's one of them. the world. Just, he he just thinks that he he wants um he thinks you should you should be um in the rock and roll hall of fame he thinks that y'all wow. should be um held to uh, a high high esteem and that people that even the new artists coming in should be able to tell them to tell them your album and if they can't tell you their albums, then they need to learn because y'all are the foundation. And he he's um always been a huge fan. So he just wanted me to make sure right. that you knew that in Saudi Arabia, there the hip hop crowd in Saudi Arabia begins and ends with DITC. 
Yeah, that's dope. I I just seen. I mean, I've been seeing it for years, but um, one a a guy whose supporters just showed me a tattoo with maybe a week ago with Premier on one hand. He couldn't put the whole DJ Premier on his wrist, but he put O on one and he put DITC on the other, and he you know mm -hmm. put it up on my Instagram. And I was, you know, I, that never gets old to me. That's just so crazy to me. Like, I know we have a cult following, you know what I'm saying? But um, I don't consider myself no legend, though, because to me, our legends is still alive. Grandmaster mm -hmm. Kaz is still alive. Melly Mel is still alive. Flip is still alive. Cool Herc is still alive. Um, Grand Wizard Theodore is still alive. Um, Coca La Rock is still alive. The first MC, um, mm -hmm. T La Rock, know, um, Eric D and Rock Eminem is still alive. Big Daddy Kane is still alive. Slick Rick is still alive. Yep. Public Enemy is still alive. Karis One is still alive. Like the list goes on. LL is still alive. He just got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Busta mm -hmm. Rhymes is still alive. You know, the list goes on. So rap. I appreciate people, you know, have their opinions about what we do. That just means we made an impact in their lives. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool with me. I just don't say it out my own mouth. I don't consider myself anything but artists. Yeah, I, I think it's um it, it it's a generational thing, you know, because uh when you when you grow up hip hop your your mm -hmm. era is what you grew up in and for somebody in right. their um late 30s the, you were their legend right 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 for me mm -hmm. in my 50s i'm with you you know those are my the, those are my legends because i was there from Right. Where it say go, they you know, they they are what made me hip hop. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, like I said, I just look at uh what I do and what you know what my my crew did or accomplish, you know, as um powerful music. You know, no pun intended to the powerful impact. You know, but we made powerful music and it, it resonated with people. You know what I'm saying? So um I expect that, but I just don't I don't like taking on titles. I don't take titles of top fives and I that don't mean nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, he, he don't music. he's I he doesn't music. do that's what he said. He said, I don't have a top five because the history of hip hop is so vast that to give a top five would be to slight um, a lot of people, somebody else in hip hop. And I would never do that. Exactly. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, I always tell people I'm older than hip hop on paper, you know, the music business, it, I think it just turned, what, 45, 46, something like that. Mm -hmm. 
I'm 50. So on paper, I'm older than hip hop in the music business, but it's been longer than me. Mm-hmm. People say um um the music is old school and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, this is the youngest form of music out of everything. And I'm actually older than hip hop on paper. So, you know, the first record came out, what, King Tim the Third? Seventy four, seventy-five, something like that. You know, um Curtis Blow had the first gold single album or single as a solo artist, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still a young genre of music. Yeah. It's just, you know, people put labels. It's too, it's too early to put label on things. You understand? So people don't like this kind of music or these youngers is making this kind of music. It's like you have to let every error, the you know, error through what they go through to, you know, to filter out what people consider whatever they feel is hip hop. And, um, you know, what I do is what I do. What they ever does is what they does. And that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to like everything. I don't think people like everything from me. So what do you think about um, ageism in hip hop? Um, I get a lot of, yeah, I get a lot of you, you, you're too old to to know what's happening. I was like, in every other genre, you you're <clears throat> people look to you for wisdom and and how to avoid those bumps in the road and you know all, all of the you know that that knowledge and that history. It's only in hip hop that we right. have this um thing where you you're too old to be hip hop. Um again, how do you, how do you listen, think listen we- again hip hop they just had a birthday for hip hop. It's what forty eight years old. That's not a long time. Mm-hmm. It's really not, but People don't think about it like that. I'm telling people I'm older than hip hop. They like, how? You only, you know, you got cool hurricane. I'm telling people, listen, the music business only acted hip hop 48 years ago. That's why it's 48. The birth date of hip hop came up this year as being 40. It's been around. It's since. 70 um and ageism for something that's still a young form of music you know uh, uh rock and roll is older than hip-hop mm-hmm. country music is older than hip-hop like these things but they don't get that you don't hear uh uh rock groups saying paul mccartney and them should retire you know young rock groups saying um older mm-hmm. it's like staying in them retired you know, uh, this is something that we have to um, have a dialogue about, you know, with the younger artists. Just because you're younger doesn't mean I should stop doing what I'm doing. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. but the separation because of the the finance, it's a, it's a money maker. It's the biggest form of music on the planet. Mm-hmm. 
you know so i mean if me and you was trying to um generate dollars from something that just makes money no matter what kind of music is live music death music um trap music whatever kind of music all you thinking about is the dollars and cents at the end you know you're gonna separate the two the ones who who um pioneered it what's going on and that's what created ageism in hip-hop but you know like i said um I, nobody never died at no concert of mine you understand oh, right. i don't i don't i don't make that kind of music you know um i always tell people as of late too like you know the music that's being made right now is not it's, it's gang music. It's not hip hop. It's, it's gang soul. music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, soul. It's, 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 yeah, it, you know, you it needs to be different categories for things. But like I said, we have to sit down with our youngins and you know, have a civil conversation with them. We can't even point our fingers in their face. We have to sit down and try to understand what, why I got to this point and why people are dying from music. And I still think it goes with um, what KRS-One said a long time ago. Um, rap is what you do. Hip hop is who you are, and all yes. I just don't it's my think. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's more than a music genre to us, and I think that yeah. is the part that's missing. Yeah, because yeah. Rap is something to do. Hip hop is something you live. Like hip hop is a culture. It's a it's not on my style, it's a way of life. It's, um, I don't stop being hip hop when I go to sleep. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's, we don't turn this, you don't turn this off on that. We're not, I mean, going to the grave, you still, hip hop, it's a I'm way of life. It's, it's, it's still hip hop and, you know, and, um, I don't know, man. I just sit back and watch everybody and, you know, try to figure out before I open my mouth or point my finger at somebody, how can I bring something to do that's constructive, you know, mm -hmm. at least trying to fix certain things. You know, not point yeah, fingers, not blame nobody for anything, but because, you know, even if you right, you wrong. That's how, you know, they have us feuding with each other in a sense. You know, the younger generation and the the elders, like, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, you know, if an older an older person told me something when I was younger, I sat and listened. You didn't uh -huh. want to listen. I wasn't about it. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's just different. It's a different day, man. It's it's a different frequency in the air so it's a different vibration going on um you know 
And there's no balance. If I can fix it with the snap of a finger, I would fix it, but it's that's just not that's not reality. You know what I mean? Like we have to figure things out as best as we and can. And we need a reset. We we really do need a reset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we talk about bridging the gap. And I I know mm -hmm. I try to take the time when I run across somebody who says something super ridiculous. Uh, I try to stop mm -hmm. and, you know, just give the history, you know, because I think we did mm -hmm. a poor job of passing down the history. And I think it's mostly because this is new, this was, it's hard to say what hip hop is because it's always been us. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering how do we pass that feeling and that sense of ownership, right? Because this is the problem that I'm having now. It seems like um, we told hip hop, we told uh, record labels, and we told radio, and we told people what hip hop is. And now I think right. they, they, we're, they're just giving it away. How do we reset, do something about that mindset? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't have the answers to that. Um, things have to evolve. Things have to devolve, right? Things have to be built and destroyed sometimes as well. <coughs> um, I don't know. I really don't. I, I really don't have an answer to that. You still there? Yeah, I'll ask the next. I'll ask the next question. It looked like she cut off. Um, right. I was gonna kind of continue in the same vein of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Many hip hop artists and prominent black celebrities, right, have passed away in the mm -hmm. last year or two at an increasingly rapid rate. Why do you think that is exactly? Yo. Again, I don't have the answer for that. Like, um, I have questions, you know, like, ask away. That's crazy. Just, just seeing people die by people dying from music, man. I, yo, that shit for me is just like the end all be all. Like, I'm not understanding that, you know, like, that's why I said it's a different vibration going on. It's a different frequency going on. You feel me? Yeah, totally. Totally. I get it. And how do you and, think like, and, this? Oh. I was going to say, how do you think this affects the hip hop have... community and African-American community at large? Like, 
you know, in terms of like grief, depression, P- PTSD, and all of these things, how do you think that that affects us as a collective, like collective trauma and things like that? Because it is happening like at a quicker rate, more and more in a shorter amount of time. Hey, look what's the meat is crazy. Um, you know, you preach kill, 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 kill. At some point, that's what you're gonna get. You know what I'm saying? You preach love, that's what you're gonna get. And people don't understand um words of power, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, it can affect, it can, it can uh it can definitely affect how people think. It can definitely affect how your mental state of being is. Um, I mean, man, listen. I know we can be on here all night, but it even goes back to the crack era, man. Like, you know, in the in the dope era, yo, all of that shit affected us today. You have adult, you know, you have adults. That's 22. You're an adult at two years old, but you know, they're they're grown-up crack babies. They're, you know, and I've we seen this coming up. I well, I'm speaking for myself. I've seen dope fiends growing up and the effects of but some of my friends knew as far as their parents being dope fiends and stuff like that. And it it affected their whole life, man. You know, some of them are yeah. not even around today, you know, that I grew up with. That's how much it affected them. And um, I'm affected. You know what I'm saying? I've had people in my family, you know, who's died from drugs and, 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 and things of that nature. And um, I don't tell this story too often, but I've told it as of late. But you know, I seen my first body drop when I was with Prince. me and Prince Pope, you know, was together when I seen my first body drop. We both seen it. I never asked him how he felt, you know, um, seeing a dead body. I fell over the body, literally. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, I had blood on my sneakers. I had blood on my pants cuff, it, you know. And I tell people today, you know, discussing it with my wife. It affected me, man. I was traumatized and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize I was, you know, that 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 traumatic experience affected my life. And if you listen to my music, if you go back over time and listen to the music I made, you know, you can understand why. This is why I'm bringing it up now. But. You know, I was kind of numb after that. After seeing a guy's eyes just staring to the into the abyss, you know, when, when you look into a man's eyes when he's dead, like that's nothing for a a, a twenty or eighteen year old to see, man. Let alone a child. You know what I'm saying? Like it affected yeah. me, but it took me thirty years to talk about it. Yeah. And I um fence too, you know what I mean? Because we seen it together. Mm-hmm. The the people people don't give our generation a lot of credit. 
Generation X, as we were called, um, we we didn't have all of these self-help groups. And most often, we were kind of raising ourselves. So we were just figuring it out as kids the best way that we knew how. Mm-hmm. Because it was a total, it, it was like a uh, 180. We were in families and having Sunday dinners and um, playing hopscotch. And then the 80s hit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we were bitches and hoes. You know, the late 80s. <laughs> we were just, you know, it just, switched on us like a dime and uh, it it went from school teachers coming in to teach school to the school teacher stealing your money out your purse when you went outside to play in the playground you know it it was that deep you (laughs) know Yeah, and you couldn't trust yeah. anybody. You couldn't. It, you couldn't trust I'm... your own family. So yes, we we right. dealt with a right. lot of trauma, and the fact that we're here today a is a testament to our strength. However, it doesn't fix um, the trauma, and not at all. Do you? My therapy do you is music. Do you think that um, this stigma that the community has for mental health, um, getting help with for mental health, um, is something that needs to be abolished? That we we need to stop with the you don't need to talk to anybody, you don't need to see anybody. All you need is Jesus, you know, <laughs> instead of actually seeking the help that that we need be, or accepting that we've been through this trauma well i mean shit they promote hate and death and all that promote a going to see a therapist what's wrong with that i don't see today you know as a as a, a mature man i'm nothing wrong with it but like i said in hindsight you know, when I seen that body drop, I was supposed to go get some help for that. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not the, you know, like you said, I'm not the only one. Like, you know, it was a lot of traumatic occurrence, you know, growing up with, with different people, you know, from our mm-hmm. era and on you know what i'm saying and and even with our parents our parents it really started with our parents man like you know i i go too deep into that but you know um i have uncles and aunts and you know my moms and my pops they they basically didn't discuss a lot of things if things happened to them or you know they was basically chalk it up you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that wasn't a way to deal with trauma or, or somebody being touched by an uncle or, you know, you seeing somebody get murdered or, 
you know, somebody being on drugs in your family, like that's that wasn't the way to deal with it by telling them to be tough. Yeah, I think that that phrase, um, what happens in this house stays in this house has been such a detriment to our to to us and to our community. And it's mm-hmm. I, it seems to be hard to get that wall to break down because if you're right. somebody if you're somebody like me, you just didn't tell. You just you know, you went through you went through and you knew that if anybody found out you'd be the fast ass girl. You know, regardless of the rape thing, you would be, it would be you that would be the problem. So, right. I you, think, you did something wrong. That's how I was perceived. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then they wonder why yeah. 40, yeah. 30 years later, people are saying, well, he did that to me. But sometimes it takes 30 years before you can even say it to yourself out loud because you just go through the motions. Yeah. Like I said, um, you know, I tripped over a dead body when he got murdered. And basically, I've seen people after that and it, it not so much that it didn't bother me. You know, but the act didn't, it, it eased me. Or I, or I didn't. You understand? And later on, like, you shit, I, I certain things that happened in my life or things that I've mm-hmm. seen, traumatic things over time. And it was just like, damn, man, like, you know, I, I was supposed to get help for. You know, yeah. Um, nobody can deal with experiences like that as as teenagers and young adults, like mm-hmm. even older adults. Like it's just something you're not supposed to. It's not natural. No, it's nothing natural. How old were you? Unnatural death and and no, shit. I was probably seventeen. Teen. This is in the midst of. Um, organized confusion record being out. This is when this happened. Uh-huh. And me and, like I said, me and Prince just happened to be up in the park. You know, artists, you said you from uh, about a hillside right across the street from Hillcrest. You used to yeah, I'm not ball on the corner, right on, on, on Hillside or something. And, yes. Um, you know, I was just telling them basically about you know, me and Prince Pope be a bar. He introduced me to somebody. I shook his hand and he got popped in the face. And, you know, slow motion after that. Like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I look at these, I look at these young, young people and they, they keep telling me, um, I, I guess because we've, we've been through it and we, we, uh, we see it differently only because uh, we've, we've, we've been there. I've been there when 
my cousin went to jail in 1988 for robbing a convenience store with a cap gun and it's 2021 and he's still in prison. So, mm. you know, we have seen these injustices, you know, forever. And it, it's mm -hmm. always remarkable to me when I see people say that it's worse than it was before. Um, can you just speak on how, because I, I just, I look around and I don't see the difference. I just see that people have cameras. Yeah, that's the difference today. It's just, you know, everything is being filmed now. But the the, the worst thing about it now is, you know, you catch a crime from, a, say, a police officer beating the shit out of somebody. He don't get convicted for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's things being done on camera, and they they like, well, you know, that's not what you really saw. You know, it's it's basically a Rodney mm -hmm. King thing over and over and over and over, and it's just like, damn, like growing up, and people would show me like, you know, um, these RVs, and they would be like, yeah, you know, you don't ever want to go into these RV areas, blah blah blah, all this whatever, but recently. I'm following like families that are literally giving up, every, you know, selling everything and buying these nice, beautiful RVs and they're traveling the whole country. They're going to parks. They're going to, you know, all kinds of different things. And I'm like, I grew up with this stigma. You know, you think like, oh man, trailer this and blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking like, oh, I don't want that. But you don't realize like there's an adventure to having an RV. Right. Because, and now if you look, they have like these really modern RVs. You get a nice big like Silverado truck that could pull like a fifth wheel RV and boom, you could literally go from one part of the country to another in the next two years. Right, right. You know, so what, anyway, the reason I, I'm, I'm even on this thing is because I was talking about how, you know, at one point, even when I was growing up in New York, it was all about survival. I, my childhood was all about survival. So now I'm in Florida. I have my own kids, but I don't want to live in that survival mode. I want to thrive now. Now right. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Figure out what it is that I want to do. But what I realized is like back in the days living, you know, in New York, it was a different time back then. And a lot of the things that we dealt with, the trauma, the crime, just the toxic environments that we had to deal with and the whole idea that we had to really mentally put ourselves in a space to survive all of that. Then right. you get, you know, to old, you know, not, I don't want to say old age, but then you get to your prime age and you realize, all right, you know what? I couldn't help how I came up here, but I could help how I end this story. Right. Right. You have no control over how the story started but you have all the control of how this story ends. Right. Definitely. I mean, I ain't never going back to New York. I'm done with New York. Um, 
it took a toll on me. It took me 50 years to leave New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, um, it's struggle, strife, trouble and shit everywhere. But um, New York sucked <laughs> the life out of me almost. It's you know, tough. I, it was it, tough. It, 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 I'm born and raised, but it just sucked the life out of me, man. And I couldn't, I couldn't, had I not left, y'all probably be RIPing me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to speak. Like, just Agreed. because the, 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 um, it, it took a toll on my spirit. Yeah. Like I said, um, you know, seeing certain things that was unnatural feeling unnatural about certain things you know i i just ain't want i didn't want the second part of my childhood so to speak to be traumatic of and course. i'm still or we still dealing with people still deal with things even when they move out of the environment that created that but i have a peace of mind now yes you know what I'm saying? Um, people still, you know, people talk to me about the music. I'm like, how do you think I make the music? The music comes from trauma, happy, sadness, you know, my life. It's my life story. It's other people's life, life stories. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about, you know, um, being, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm telling people's stories from how I view it, you know, or I'm getting it firsthand from people or. But, but, but OC, check this out. I feel like, I feel like Big L was way before his time. Yeah. Way before his time. Like we did not deserve him. Like this man was the future. Yeah. How did, how did, the situation around him affect you like really mentally emotionally spiritually like how did that affect you well you know l was a few l was around your age so he was the youngest out the crew um i was the second to the youngest we clicked automatically but you know it, it affected me because me and l just came off the road and a few months later he was gone we got murdered. So, um, you know, we had not to even talk. It, it, it don't even make matter to me at this point, but me and him just started working on an album as well. Me and him and Showbiz. So um, the only song that came of that was a record called Get Yours that went on the, the Black Mass soundtrack. I, I feel like that's a, that record to uh -huh. me was, first you know what i'm saying because we didn't he died unnatural he died unnatural like he oh. wasn't supposed to go out like that and oh. i don't know no way else oh. to explain it like because we just if i had the chance to talk to him ask him how did it lead up to this point you know i would but that's not a reality so, all of us cabbie that burden around different each member of the crew carried the, the burden around different, but me and AG were the last two guys who literally were, you know, toured with him in the last few months of his life. So, 
I don't I never asked A how he felt. He never spoke to me about it. In turn, with SP saying all in all, we never it's always uh you know out of sight, out of mind, don't talk about it, you know, it'll go away. And I wish we did talk about it when it happened, you know what I'm saying? Because we probably would have dealt with it a lot different. But I don't celebrate his his um death anniversary anymore people be like yo it's the anniversary nah i don't put no pictures up r.i.p big l and none of that shit no more because i'm like he was murdered he didn't die of a, a cold or you know a, a, a ailment he was murdered he was brutally shot down in the streets and it goes back to the same thing of me seeing that person being shot down in the in the bar. It, it was the same way. And I just never knew how to deal with it. And probably still don't in, in hindsight, but you know, I deal with the piece of saying, damn, like I did see that happen. That wasn't good for my spirit. Um, if I could turn back time, I wish I, I would have went to a, a therapist. What could have, should have, would have. You know, I have to deal with it personally now. And, and I speak about it now. Me and March talk about it. I, mm -hmm. I didn't talk about things like that before. As of a lot of people, a lot of people see things or deal with things or, you know, women deal with things and never speak about it. And then when somebody ends up, you know, taking a life or something like that, people wonder why. And it's like, I don't wonder why. Because I know it's something that they was taught not to talk about. Well, they're dealing with something. I feel like yeah. I feel like a lot of these a lot of these issues numb us. Like me growing yeah. up, you know, unfortunately, like getting murdered in the street was common. It was something I saw a lot. Yeah. But because I was young, it was kind of like, oh, you know, close your eyes, or my mother would just kind of put her jacket over my face. Yeah. And but I saw it. I knew something was up. There was a body yeah. on the ground every other day. Yeah. So you grow up and you become kind of numb to it. And even with my kids, I mean, my kids are a little bit more sheltered because you know we're we're not in New York anymore. We're in Florida. Right. You know, they think they hard, but they ain't fucking hard. <laughs> well, I grew, but, I we both grew up in Jamaica Queens. I grew up on one five seven between one ten one eleven projects down the block um i, I was, was in brywood remember i don't know if you heard of brywood is that yeah and you know that was where chinks was killed you know what i'm saying that's what chinks was murdered at but you know edward burn all of that i was there for all of that you know what i'm saying the murder of the cop that changed the whole united states of america mm. with the drug laws and all of that i this was in our borough, you know, what I'm saying? It, it it just it's it's crazy, man. Like I just look at things and say, damn, like you know, um, what if I always tell people this? I don't mean to jump around, but they have think tanks, and this is things people, some people know about, some people don't, but they have think tanks a hundred years ago on things that's occurring today they plant things like this to happen 
not necessarily specifically what we're talking about, but the traumatic experiences of what's going on to happen today. Yo, they rethink these and plan these things decades, decades, yeah. and even hundreds of years ago for it to affect us. And that's why I say, um, you know, people talk about, you know, the 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 the, the kids today, and I'm like, listen. The crack era really, excuse my French, fucked up our people. Mm -hmm. the, era. the dope era was bad too, but that crack shit really, you know, our, our era has to take the, the hit for that. We actually, you know, destroyed a lot of our people with that shit. You know, we didn't. Yeah, but that wasn't 100% our fault. The government it wasn't involved. It wasn't, but the government was involved. This is this is. But listen, that's where the structure of family became. I've I've seen women look as beautiful as y'all, you know, and we all have. Just y'all seen it? They transform in front of our eyes, and it's like, yo, that night of the living base ass shit was real. Like it, it was just mm -hmm. like, like people we grew up with, people, aunts, uncles. And then, you know, they had kids, and the grandmothers raised the kids, and the kids are wild now. They don't, yo, they punching eighty-five year old women in the face. What kind of shit is like, you know, the the Clarence Avant wife just got murdered the other day. It's something crazy about that. But who murders? Who shoots down and kills an eighty-five year old woman? A philanthropist, a philanthropist type who gives away money. Who does all these wonderful things? Who shoots down an 85, damn near 100 year old woman? Who does that? Like, what kind of heart do you have to do to commit an act like that? And you know, the the the, the generation today, they mentally affected. They really mentally affected by what went on in the past 30 in the 30 years in the past. Today they're affected. Whether people want to say it is or it ain't, that's what happened. And it ain't no, it ain't no, um, I don't have answers to things like that. People always say, mm -hmm. what are you supposed to do? It's like, I don't have the answer to that. We just have to, we have at some point, but bring awareness to the issues. Yeah, yeah. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be open about the fact yeah. that at the end of the day, the issues that we dealt with in our in our past affect us now as older adults. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if the moment that we're able to face the fact that, you know what, everything that we've been through has been traumatizing, it affects us in a certain way. It put us in a position to always have this survival mentality instead of like, OK, I can you know relax or whatever. But we can't because there's always and it, history is always kind of repeating itself. Right. But I think opening at, the conversation is important. At some point, at some point, there has to be a reckoning and there has to be an acceptance of responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Because yes, the government put crack into the the community right 
but the community sold it. The community took uh, it. The community is shooting the people. The, you, you know, at some point, we are really going to have to actually address that everything can't be um, just the outside influences. Something is going on inside the house. Mm -hmm. you, you know, the demon is in the house. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and some, somehow we have to figure out how to exercise, exercise, exercise that demon, right? Mm -hmm. But SP, what do you think about when people say then, um, what's the word? Uh, oh man, I lost it. It's kind of like the thing of, um, how do you say that? Then you're blaming the victim. What do you, what do you say to that? Well, this is what I say to that. If you were molested at a young age and you grow older and you molest other children, yes, you were a victim, but you are still responsible for your actions. And, and take because the of your feelings so that you don't continue to cycle. Your circumstances, you can't always be a victim to your circumstances. If you were always a victim to your circumstances, my life would have stopped when I was gang raped at eight, at 17, mm. the day before my 18th birthday. Mm. If I stayed in that moment, I would have created hell for everybody around me for the rest of my life. Mm. So at some point, you have to um, deal with it and you have to understand that you have to um, move and you have to be a part of society that gives back. And, I, and you have to be a, a working part of society because then you have children. And then your children have children. And then you just keep passing that down from generation to generation. And I didn't want to do that. So I did the work. And you can't be afraid to do the work. I always say, it's, you know, I'm, all the bullshit I've learned in my lifetime um, up to this point, I have to unlearn. I'm in a process right. of unlearning. People like unlearning, you mean relearning or I'm like, nah. Unlearning. of unlearning. Yeah. I was taught a lot of BS. I was taught, you know, uh, I ain't no, I, I'm I'm no saint. You know what I'm saying? Like I spoke mm -hmm. like men. I didn't do the actions of a lot of men, but you know, call women out their name I, I learned that on my own having sisters and the moms and on some uncles like at some point probably when an older chick snatched my ass or or, or or kicked me in my ass when i was younger and let me know don't be calling no women no bitches and stuff like that you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know you learn certain things but uh, i've learned a lot of bullshit and i'm unlearning and people yeah. like I'm learning. I'm like, yeah, like it's a, it's, 
it's it's not easy. You have. I respect you for saying that too, because yeah. there's not a lot of people that will admit that they have to unlearn a lot of things. Because that's that's you actually showing, like, okay, you know what? I'm reflecting back on everything I've been through, mm-hmm. and when you start to go through that journey of unlearning, you start to realize that people were also behaving based on their own perspective, their own experience, their own issues. So now you start to take your power back because you realize you're not a victim anymore. You're just kind of like living a consequence to what's happening around you. It's sort of a psychological peer pressure from young (laughs) <laughs> until now, like yeah, the hell, still being influenced on some peer pressure shit at in their thirties, forties, and fifties. We uh, most of us saw, so you have to admit to your, you have to go through your own thing, um, um, recognize it in yourself. And mm-hmm. I was just lucky to and say I have to start I wasn't saying it outward as I am right now I just recently started saying it because mm-hmm. some things people just not gonna understand I'll you know I say it now like I'm unlearning and people be like you mean you evolving like nah I'm devolving <laughs> right, yeah. like, I'm like yeah like I'm yes. really peeling back the layers yes. and seeing what's there like so to speak, like, damn, like, I don't like what I see and I have to change it because he taught me this. So she taught me this and it was mm-hmm. just wrong. You know, some things are just wrong. Mm-hmm. Ways of thinking, uh, uh, wrong ways of doing things creates wrong ways of thinking in terms creates the actions in your life. And mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm devolving and I'm unlearning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand what you mean. I'm like, well, it's not for you to understand. That's, yeah, that's well, right. It's it's kind of like I, I explained to my daughter. Um, she was like, why do you why why do you have to work so many jobs? And I was like, well, I don't mind working a lot of jobs because we have to survive. Right. But um, this is this is the thing. I know I can go get a 50 pack and flip that and then flip that mm-hmm. and it's easy and I can do it quickly mm-hmm. but I could also go to prison. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? So you have to unlearn all that um, hustle mentality that I was you know that I know I know how to get money. Getting money right. is not an issue. Right. It's how you get the money and right. how it's going to affect me later on. Especially right. when I see somebody that um, OD'd in a house after they just scored. Right. You know what I mean? Those are traumas that you are living with. Right. And people don't um, people don't understand that. I realized that early on. I can make money. Making money is easy right. illegally. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that with your eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if it's one thing, if it's one thing the hood taught me is how to make money. I can get money. Money right. is, but all money. That's where that phrase comes from. All okay. money ain't good money. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, um, like I said, I, I just at, at some point I don't even explain it to anybody no more. Like I I don't explain things to people anymore. I don't feel if I feel like the energy ain't right, and I mean literally mm-hmm. standing in front of a person or yeah. even talking to a person, I, I won't talk to you no more. Like I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. All this me none. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it it's nothing wrong with being selfish in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And if it gives you a peace of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I get family members who ask me, Am I still doing music? And it's like I haven't worked a job in 30 something years. Like kind of quite like this. I'm living off music money, like in this so to speak. I get you know, this is my life. Like you you're said, living earlier, your life. you're living your life the way you want to. Right. Like, like SP said earlier, this is not some, I don't rap. I haven't, I, I tell people I haven't rapped. I haven't rapped since I had a deal. I'm before I rapped before I had a deal. After that, I was being an art. I, I'm an artist. Like, you know, I write raps, but I'm not a rapper. Like, you know, I get paid to do, you know, what I want to do and, and what I want to talk about and what I want to express and, you know, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my life. This is not something that it's not a hobby, you know, and, and people in my family, my own. I'm not talking about people on the street. I'm talking about family members. You still rap? Because I haven't heard your stuff on the radio. And it's like, well, I haven't heard a record on the radio for 30 years. <laughs> like, uh-huh. what you talking? Like, nobody, like, it, I, I can't explain that to people. You, you understand? Like, yeah, that's not that's not what I'm about. That's not what this is. So if you want to hear Cardi, that's what you're going to hear. Not what you're going to hear on the radio. Yeah, not, I, I'm, um. I need substance at this point in my life. I need, um, I, I, well, even before that, I've always needed to feel a connection, you know, with the artist. And it is one of the, it, it, it is one of the things I've always loved about your music. Um, it always drew, drew you in and you painted a picture. And you can choose to see what you were saying in its totality, right. or people would pick, oh, this is hard, this is hard. But there was never any hard without the consequences, which is what I loved about um, your music. I always told people, too, I never made hard music. I just made music like... Mm-hmm. I, I've actually, my music is basically been melodic. Like, if you really act, if you really pay attention to my music, it's you know I'm a, it's been soulful, so to speak. Like, I, I I never made kill motherfucker kill and bitch and hoe and that that was, but I've made ignorant shit in my life too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but um, that's just never been my bag. Like. 
I'll be lying to be saying I'll be lying to say I made music that way, and that's mm-hmm. what I did. Like that's not what my life reflected. And if I felt ignorant or I've seen or did some ignorant shit that day, that's what I did. That's that's the music I made. But you hardly never got that. I like I said, I, I painted pictures from my life. Um, you know, a lady can do something on the train next to me. I might just stay quiet and watch what she do and, and, you know, put my imagination to work and talk through her eyes or, you know, a, a kid, anything. Like, it, it, it's never just always about me. That's one thing people don't understand either. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's probably my fault, too, because I don't do too many interviews to explain who I am verbatim. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, whatever I'm feeling is what I do. You know, that's the portrait I paint. And, you know, um, it's up to the, the person who's listening to interpret it the way they want to interpret it. It's not for me to say, this is what I'm saying and you have to go by the guidelines of what I've mm-hmm. No, you interpret it. You might relate to it because you're going through the same thing or you might not. You just might like the visualization of what I'm saying or talking about or it might be some ignorant shit in that song somewhere. You might, uh, yeah, I felt like that that day. Like anything, you know, it's it's a spark. That's all it is. And um, I'm just the messenger. So uh, I know you don't do that many interviews, but uh, since you since you went in that direction, mm-hmm. who are you? Who have you found yourself to be? Um, who am I? I haven't figured that out yet. Um, I don't have the answers to everything. I know that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just a man. I'm just a man who loves music, who happened to be born black, made it to 50. I'm proud of that. Um, I come from a two-parent household. My parents are still together, you know. Um, my folks taught me the basics about life. And, you know, they did their job up to me being an adult. You know, it reflects in my life. But, like I said, as a man, as a black man, and us being around each other, we, we, we learned a lot of bullshit from each other. All of us, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you tend to say, Dan, and growing up and you have friends, y'all act alike. And it's not that you act alike. It's just that everybody's repeating the same thing in the circle Mm -hmm. of something that was passed down. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and some of it is ugly. Like I said, I'm I'm fortunate not to um 
be involved with certain things. You know, I ain't never been no drug dealer. People, yo, it, it's a lot of stigmas put on me. And I, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of different things people just assumed about me or assume about me. And it's just like, you know, I, it's just certain things I ain't never did just because I'm from New York or, you know, growing up in the city or it's like, those are stigmas. Like, not all of us move that way, but some of us tend to uh some of us tend to lie to ourselves and and, and act like so to speak mm -hmm. you know what people perceive us to be and mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have done it you know what i'm saying and mm -hmm. I'm proud of that shit, you know what i'm saying but it's just certain things i ain't never did and i never you know uh uh portrayed or you know i grew up in a house you know what i'm saying like i grew up in a house in jamaica queens that was that was a big deal like i put a I front yard and backyard straight mm -hmm. up a, three, a full family house you know what i'm saying like and um i remember being in high school and being ashamed of that shit sometimes like your friends live in the projects but you live in the house and the backwards thinking and that shit is you're not cool because you don't live in the projects and my moms and them caught that shit a couple oh you're not tough school. enough and they just they looked at me crazy they scolded me for it too you know i done got in trouble for that type of shit but mm -hmm. Your friends want to be where you at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they long to have the life you live, like the life me and your dad, you know, provide for you. So why would you be ashamed about living in the house? I wonder if that's survivor's guilt. I ain't understand that. I ain't understand that as a kid. I just thought it was cool to be down and out. Yeah, I think um. And, and I, I think a lot of times it's because even one thing our, par our parents did a good job of um, growing up poor um, is we didn't, we never felt poor. Mm -mm. You, you, you know what I mean? It, they, they went to... Uh, <laughs> I guess because everybody around around us was kind of in the same boat, mm -hmm. but we I never felt like I didn't have. Right, never felt like we wanted for nothing. Like, I guess that's the era we grew up in, though. Like, um, like I said, you know, both of my parents is dead. They still together to this day, and mm -hmm. you no, know, we had fortunately we had more than a lot of our friends growing up you know what i'm saying like i mm -hmm. said a four family house you know most of my friends ain't grow up in houses they grew up in projects and mm -hmm. stuff like that and you know to be ashamed of growing up in a house think about what i'm saying to you <laughs> like who's ashamed like that's why I'm telling you I'm unlearning a lot of things. I've I've learned a lot of bullshit, man. Like who would be ashamed of growing up in the home? Like 
Some people are homeless. Some people are parentless. Some people are just never had, you know, the 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 things that we were we were um provided. You mm-hmm. know, things, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I I was ashamed of that. I didn't I not looking back in hindsight, it was like damn, like. And like I said, my parents caught that though. They was from the streets. So they was like, why would you be like, why would you tell your friends to meet you on the corner? Like, you know. You well, know. I think it's because uh, uh, even now, it's, it's like they, it's like they are so. Um, he ain't from the hood or he ain't from the streets. Right, he grew right. up. I, I even think back to eight mile. Uh parents, parents have a real good marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I think because people took the 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 songs, the music, right, and the expression of growing up in poverty. As a Badge life goal instead yeah. of a story about uh, where just where they came from. Right. It's a story. It should be a story of redemption. But, mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we looked at it as it's like a badge of honor getting shot. I don't see no badge of honor in that shit or going to jail or. You know, two of my brothers was jailbirds. You know, they they stayed going back and forth to prison all mm-hmm. the time, and that just deterred me from not going to prison. You understand? Like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I couldn't look nice and be flying. You know, around that time, growing up, being a teenager and a young adult, I couldn't do none of those things being in prison. So. Mm-hmm. From their actions, it deterred me from going to prison and going to jail and getting locked up and shit like that. Like I never wanted to do no time. Like, but you know, we all being black men, uh, black males at some point felt like that. Like, I don't see nothing cool about getting shot. I don't see nothing cool about that shit. It looked like it hurt, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, or like, some people don't come back from it. Like, I, it's nothing cool in that. It's or nothing crippled cool in time. Mm-mm. And I have um, haven't been somebody who was raised around guns and um, know their power. It always amazes me that people are so nonchalant about it because. Yeah. Uh, I, you just because you I've always guns are something that are um we've always had around us and we took special care to make sure they were clean to make sure they were properly stored to make sure that um there could be no accidents you know somebody grabbing it wrong if you didn't have um this you you had to know how to load it you had to know how to take it apart you had to know how it worked you know i don't see that kind of care 
it right. anymore. And it's like nobody knows how to put them up. You know, they don't they don't know how to to, to take those hands and yeah. You gonna win some, you gonna lose some. Lose some, but you walk away. You walk away to another day. Get up to see another day. Like you know, um, I ain't never understood showing guns on camera. Like I, yeah, a lot of different things. It's just smoking weed on camera. I'm like, certain things ain't for the brand, the the, the camera, whatever. Like it's just. To me, our generation is built a lot different, so mm -hmm. I expect for us to do a lot of things. But some of us slip and do mm -hmm. certain things. I don't slip into those things. Like I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't find nothing cool about that. But I just sit back and watch. I'm like the watcher. I, I don't say nothing. <laughs> I just sit back and watch, and you know, watch people. Um, do the things they do and just i keep i keep quiet about it you know what i'm saying but it's going to be a time when those it's going to come up at some point you know uh um and and get talked about and some people gonna you know man up to it some people are not you know what i'm saying but you're not gonna catch me doing no things like that it's just not cool to me you know and and like that is why shit is happening you know as mm -hmm. we, you know, to hear gunshots ringing off shouldn't be no normal occurrence like that's nothing normal that's nothing normal I don't mm -hmm. care what nobody say like you hear gunshots and shit late at night it's like damn somebody done went down there's nothing normal about that and it, it and it's it's we so desensitized that you can just fall asleep and not worry about if somebody's out there laid out or you know mm -hmm. uh, a 14 year old kid got murdered in philly i, I believe yesterday or the day before mm -hmm. that's that's not no that's it's not normal. normal it's just not when i see that it's just like damn like you know in my in my mature age maybe i'm you know i just it's just not normal you know i can't speak for everybody else but it's just it makes me squint my face every anytime something happens it's just like damn like y'all don't see you know i'm looking around i'm in the house but it's like y'all don't see nothing y'all don't see nothing wrong with this like but mm -hmm. you know what can I do? You know, I, I do my little part, but it's not enough, man. I wish I can do more, but it's, you know, I say this, though, and I don't say this out loud too tough, but some of us got to go. Exactly. I've been, you know, pe people look at me sideways when I say that, but I, all, I keep saying you know, it, some Pookie is not a good dude. 
man. You, go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody can't go with you. Yeah, you so know, it's not go. okay that yo that my son shot somebody in the fucking face at 12. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's a problem. Yeah. Some and you can still love them, yeah. but I don't that do, you yeah, don't keep quiet about that. that. I don't understand it. Yeah, like, you know, I know family members that I just, to me, they like ghouls and goblins. It's like, shit. Some of them got to go. Yeah, you can't come around me because you get shot at. <laughs> yeah, you got you get shot at, and I'm not running yeah. no more. Yeah. You, some people got to go, man. Like, it's a wreck. We had a reckoning, right? It's a reckoning right now. Like, you either for it or you not. And, you know, you either gonna get on board this train of yeah. prosperity or you're gonna sit your ass over here and be quiet and not right. take us out because you don't know how to act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I personally, for some of our people, some people, some of our people gotta go. They just bad seeds, man. And be, and that's what I talk about with, with it was like, do we blame the victim? But I mean, I I grew up in the similar circumstances. I have never killed anybody. You know, mm -hmm. if it was if it's not in self-defense, why are you just riding around shooting people over a street? that you don't even own. That's the killer part. You are in the projects. Yeah. You don't own shit. Yeah. You don't own the bench. You don't own the apartment. You don't own shit. Yeah. And you yeah. are fighting for that block like it is It is going to be passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. That is a problem. Yeah. And um. In my in my my sight, demons exist. There you go. They exist. <laughs> they here, and they don't give a shit. Like they don't have no soul. And um, I see it in a lot of. They ain't even our people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our people. You know, just because we the same what. Brother ain't a brother. We're, we're yeah, they say they say skin to me is not kin to me, or kin to me, something to that effect. Yeah, skin folks ain't kin folks. Yeah, that's that's right. a better way to say it. Thank you, SP. Yeah, I, I do have a question for you, and I thank you for being here tonight because I feel like we're talking to a legend because you are. Um, and thank you for all you did for hip hop. You know, what I'm saying the contribution you made, the powerful impact that you made. But I, I, I was I, I think about the question that you brought about and which I'm grateful that you did because you don't hear a lot of hip hop icons that deal with the issue of gangsterism that's in hip hop. Right. A lot of times, you know, it's pushed as it should be accepted. Do you think the record labels are contributing or they're the ones who benefit the most from some of the music that we're hearing today? Because you remember in the golden era of hip hop, we was preaching consciousness. It was about... I was listening to Run DMC um, back in their songs with the 80s. It's like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this the way, you know, the songs that they had, it had a conscious message to it. You heard 
the message. We had a country's message to it. And right. then we, we go back into, um, you know, we look at the Queen Latifah's and Native Tongue and all of them, they had a country's message to it. Mm-hmm. And now you hear that, you know, mostly what you hear now is trap or, you know, gangsterism, as I call it. And do you think the record labels are per- per- perpetuating this idea just so we can um, de- minimize the the knowledge that was being shared uh, from the past or even the, the knowledge that's being shared in the present? I mean, um, like I told SP earlier, or I mentioned, it's still a young game, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a golden era, but it's mm-hmm. still young, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just not it's it's not easy to answer the question because it's it's so understandable to it. Gangsterism ain't start with hip hop. No, it didn't. It's always been here. Mm -hmm. It's always been perpetuated through movies, Mm -hmm. books. You know, I read Donald Gorn's growing up, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. You know, Iceberg Slim. Yeah. Um, Legend. So, you know, it's always been around, but the perpetuation of the music that's being pushed today, mm-hmm. it's just like deaf music. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I I don't want to be preached to the choir all day, every day, and I can listen to a little bit of ignorant shit, but mm-hmm. this ain't ignorant. This is something else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, demons exist, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, um, the things that that go on, especially in front of the worst thing we have is a camera now, mm-hmm. a live camera. Cause some of us ain't ignorant, so we gonna talk how we talk. Mm-hmm. Some of us are just they put on for that camera, man. Mm-hmm. And when I mean put on, you know. Put it like this, picture me committing a crime and then going on camera <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. and telling on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is normality, which it shouldn't be normal. Like it's just I'm like, yo, is this really happening? Yeah. Like, you know, it's my brain. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, did he really say that? Like, did y'all catch that? Like. He just yeah you, to the murder yeah not one person it's yo it's a they said two hundred mm-hmm. hip hop artists died this year mm-hmm. I'm like some of them are just up and coming you never know mm-hmm. who they are and and then you you know young Dolph we just yeah you no know, Dolph yeah. you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. it's just like. You know, I, I listened to an interview with Project Pat breakdown that oh, Memphis, anybody could carry a pistol or a gun mm-hmm. or in, in, in Memphis, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a license. You don't. Long, he said, long as you don't shoot a person in the back, you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Long as you don't shoot a person in the back. You can get away. He said a cop killed the person mm-hmm. 
from him climbing over a fence, the cop got locked up behind the shit. But he mm. said, had he not shot him in his bed, he would have got away with it. Mm -hmm. Now, he said, people can walk around with hammers in front of police. Mm -hmm. and I ain't been to Memphis in probably 10, 15 years, probably a little longer than that. Mm -hmm. But um, that's some scary shit right there. Well, it, you know, it's it, it's hap it's in the South. I mean, you think about, I live in Florida. You think about George Zimmerman got away with the fact that, you know, he used stand your ground. Um, you look at Kyle Rittenhouse. He was able to get away. He was walking around. Now, we know a black man couldn't have did that. But he was walking around with a, a assault rifle. Um, and it was okay. He walked by the police with an assault rifle. I mean, you think about that. That been a black man. He would have got shot on the spot. You know, not getting to the political aspect too much. But since you brought it up, I just want to highlight that because, right. like you were saying about these gun laws and how, how, how um, easy it is for someone to carry a weapon. Not saying you shouldn't protect your family. I'm not against yeah, protecting right. your family. No, nah, we're not, not against. About yeah, that. we're not we're talking, talking about, about it. Let me, mm -hmm. let me yeah, exactly. Guys, yeah, and girls and whoever just, just you know, randomly. Yeah. Randomly, yeah. What the fuck you looking at? What you yeah, looking boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. No doubt. So Project Pat said yeah. everybody carries a any and everybody carries a gun. Mm -hmm. Twelve year olds, nine year olds, on up, mm -hmm. and you know police ride past, and he was like, man, pass it. Man, I remember that NWA shit they were talking about when mm. they said they dropped them guns. They left that train in in the train yards, mm -hmm. a bunch of AK-47s and all kinds of shit. This is the 80s, though. Mm -hmm. They Come on, man. Yeah. They, well, this is that, like, that's this not is, true. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is 2021. This is just as legal here in Texas. We have zero gun laws. Oh yeah, no doubt in Texas for sure. Zero. Yeah. There's no concealed carry. You just carry. You don't need a lot a license. Nothing. You can just carry carry the gun. Yeah. It's it's so it's so weird to me. Yeah. But it is what it is. I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't know what you what what you do about that. I you know I thought Sandy Hook would change something, but evidently in America, shooting uh, elementary school students didn't matter. So I don't see the gun laws changing anytime soon. Listen, I done been all over Europe, all over. I ain't you don't you see close to no violence gun gun violence out there like you know i don't see skinheads and shit in europe <laughs> you know marching past my hotel like protesting and shit like that and it was just like man i will kill one of these skin but i i hardly never heard of if anybody got caught with a gun out there like it was some deep shit like you was in some deep shit you know, um, I got mm -hmm. a lot of cats I know out in 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 uh 
in London and, and you know, those areas over there. And they like, yo, oh, like, it's, it's, you know, they don't play that shit out here. It's happening, but if you get caught out here with a pistol, like, you know, it's it's just a whole nother bag. Like, mm -hmm. you know, America, they like America. A lot of us look at that and be like, damn, like, we would get away with a lot of things out there. You know what I'm saying? But out here, we can't carry guns like that. Like, if we get caught with a gun, it's it's serious. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, that's just a whole nother story, too, man. Like, I, we was born here and everything, but what you gonna do? This is America. There you go. And nothing about it makes sense. And it's... It, it shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, um, at some point, we're going to have to separate. And I'm talking about our, uh, us. Uh -huh. You know, some going to have to go. You're going to have to pick a side. Yeah. You're going to have to pick a side, man. Like, you either with us or you're against us. So you're not. Exactly. And, exactly. Um, None of us ain't gonna live forever. You know, but some people are just going to have to fall by the wayside. You know, you can't take them. You can't take everybody with you because at some point we have to. We we have to uh, feel safe. Exactly. And at this point, there's no place for us to feel safe. Exactly. We can't feel safe. In this world, with the on this side of town, because we have the police that's gonna pull us over if we drive in a certain kind of car, then you can't go home to the other side of town because your people is trying to shoot up the shit on this side. So we have no solace, no safe space, yeah. and. At some point, we are going to have to decide that snitches get stitches is an <laughs> idiot ass thing to say. Mm -hmm. And it is not okay to shoot a six year old girl in the face and not go to prison. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. And, nope. You know, I, I'm, I, I think about all of the things you said. And, you know, I had to come in a little later because I was, um, in a recorded session. I'm glad I made it in because to me, this is historic just having you here tonight. Right. Um, and I think about you because I feel like with all of the losses we had with the hip hop artists that's passed recently, DMX, uh, Shock G, mm. you know, so many of them. And I'm grateful that you're here and the members are digging in the crates because you guys are icons. You are legends. And when we think about you, not only are you a legend, but I think about your legacy. Like, mm. what do you want to be remembered for and exactly why? Because I'm, I'm sure you have those conversations privately um, as an artist. And you think about, all, all of us think about legacy, whether we do music or don't do music. What do you think about, what do you want your legacy to be when you, when you have those moments? I mean, personally, man, I thank you, first of all, for mm -hmm. how you feel. I, I just mm -hmm. don't look at myself as what you say, though. <laughs> I just That's don't. okay. That's that, that understandable. Um, yeah. I, I, 
I live through the people. Like I am the people. You know, um, it's probably why I've been allowed to move around the way I moved around all these years. I'm you, you me. Like mm -hmm. that's what people relate to when it comes to me. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. That's just my opinion. That's my legacy. Okay. Relating to the people and the people relating to me. I am you. You are me. Like, mm -hmm. and I say that to say, um, you know, every time you see somebody get on a a, a, a stage or in front of a camera and do an interview, it, it's always about how they living and you know. They you dressed up and mm -hmm. I, you see me. I'm 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 relaxed. I'm home. I'm chilling. This is how I normally when I'm in the house. You know mm -hmm. something that people can. Damn, I'm doing the same thing he doing, and you know we just conversating and you know um, having understanding and talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We ain't got to agree on every. I mean, agree on everything, but it's just people talking. And that's what I want people to remember me for and, 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 you know, feel like they can relate to is like, yo, he's just uh, the people's champ. Like, that's who I am. Like, mm -hmm. You know, star child don't mean I'm the child of the stars. We all star child. Like, you know, these are things I say because this is things of, these are reflections of the people. Like I mm -hmm. said, I mm -hmm. make music from myself, of course, but you know, I'm gonna take something from this, from you, from there, from SP, mm -hmm. from from uh, Goddess, out of the conversation. It might not be upfront, or it might not be at the moment, but you might hear something that we talked about in music because mm -hmm. it was something real. Mm -hmm. You know, it was something. It was dialogue. Mm -hmm. People too, like I could never make music without reading. I always mm -hmm. read as a kid, you know what I'm saying? But it was something my mom's instilled in me. You know, she, I, shit, I came up on riff. Mm -hmm. Reading is fundamental, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Think that's definitely. a joke when I say that, but I'm like, nah, like <laughs> that was, I come from the era, um, you know, uh, uh, Milk being delivered in 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 front of your door, like oh, crates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just peel that shit back and poison that shit, but it <laughs> yeah, put milk in front of people's doors mm -hmm. when we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, my mom said they used to deliver diapers and shit like that. You know, when I was a kid, like, All right. that's what. That's the cloth from cut from, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, Miss Mary down the block caught me cursing. She kicked my ass, or mm -hmm. she, you know, she spanked my ass and sent me up the block to my mother and told me to tell her what she, what she did to me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. That's the it thing does. From. That's the thing we came from. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I miss I'm, the village. Me too. Exactly. Me too. I miss Big Mama and all them people like that, you know. Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you y'all know, 
We yeah. caught cursing in front of Miss Mary or, mm-hmm. or or Papa Doc or one of them, and mm-hmm. you know you would get your ass with just like your parents would get your ass. But mm-hmm. it was nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? The village took care. The village. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everybody looked out for each other's kids. Um, you know, you couldn't just snatch no kid. You couldn't just if if they ain't know you and you know, just different kind of things that went on in life. This is what my music reflects. Mm-hmm. And it still reflects. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, I got my own family members that say you still making music. And it's like, well, I just put out projects in the past few years. Same moon, same sun, and new dawn. Like, mm-hmm. go check them out. You know, Fire. Go check those projects out. It's, oh, yeah, it's definitely. Of the time. Straight you know Fire. And that's all I can talk about is the reflection of the times. Mm-hmm. If there was something super happy to talk about, I would probably talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moment of clarity to talk about that, I'll talk about it. But um, some dumbass one day asked me, how are you going to talk about Flint, Michigan? You don't live in Michigan. It was just like, <laughs> Like you smell like a dick. Yeah, that's what I told him. You say he smell like a dick, or he is a dick. No, no, no. Sound like a dick. Oh, my bird. You told me, yo, how you start? I did a song called My City. Our cities go through the same thing that Flint, Michigan goes through, talking about water poisoning and air pollution and. Mm-hmm. I was just like, he was like, why did you have that skit on there? And I was like, you sound like a dick, man. Like, I feel you. My bad, bro. I made a mistake. Nah, nah. Like, it's cool. My bad. My bad. You know, the yeah, same yeah. that's happening in Flint, Michigan is happening in Texas. The same yeah, thing yeah, in Texas is happening in New no York. Yeah, the same yeah. thing that's happening in New York is happening in Baltimore. No the same thing that's happening in Washington, D.C. is happening in Virginia. Like, mm-hmm. Any is that's experiencing poverty and things of that nature is mm-hmm. the same thing around these U.S. Uh, United States of America. So okay. mm-hmm. you know, some people say but, things to me, and it's just like you don't make no sense, man. Mm-hmm. Like, well, see, this question here might not make sense, but I want to ask it because as a as a fan and as a person that respects mm-hmm. you, what and you kind of answered it already, but I just want to get clarification as a fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think the overall messages or themes are for your legacy overall in the albums? When when all is said and done, we live under the same moon and same sun. So the same rain that wet me wets you. Blah blah blah. Like that's you. I like that. All right. Same moon, same sun. When you look up in in the morning, you wake up, you see the same sun that I see. Mm-hmm. So you just so my so my music is just a reflection of reflection of life. That's it. Okay, and the human you know. experience. And gotcha. the new dawn is the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you wake up if you if you if you are uh, allowed to wake up in the, the next day. You bless. So, yeah. just like me. Yeah. It, so it's it's no it's no secret. <laughs> you know, All right. you like yo, it's yeah. a, you <laughs> some know, mystical magical thing. Incense we do sage, cedar, but I think, I think, I think sense no and burn. burning up, 
shade and Chompa. stuff like that to, to do an album is you ain't got crystals in the studio OC, crystals no and stuff like oh, you man. know it's not my bag but yeah. um I'm gonna get you a sound bowl for Christmas you crazy but when I was going out, that's all yes, yes. you know what you know what i love about this interview is that you just really simplify a lot of things people try to make complicated like you know they try to complicate legacy they try to complicate their process and like you said you know it's a new day it's a new dawn you know you just it seems to me and you know i'm not a psychologist you know that's mm. not my department but based on what i heard it seems like you just take life as it comes. Like you're not trying to, um, you know, exemplify this or that. You're just a person that enjoys life and you and you write from your experiences. And if I'm wrong, you're more than welcome to correct me. But mm. that just seems like the type of person you are based on the time, you know, the experience that I had with you thus far. Mm-hmm. Is there like when I, when I think about your life experiences, because all of us have been influenced by something or someone. Mm-hmm. As far as your level of influence, who were like, if, you know, three influential people or people that made an impact in your life, whether it was personally or professionally, um, who were they and, and why um, you wanted to mention them this tonight? Um, musically. Okay. Uh, I'm a, I'm a combination of, well, my combination mm-hmm. is that of a KRS one. Oh yeah, a teacher Chuck D, Public Enemy, mm-hmm. and Slick Rick. Oh yeah, people oh. be like Slick Rick. I'm like, yo, for me, just for me, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Great Adventures of Slick Rick was a, a oh body. Mm. He embodied everything. In one ball of clay with that mm-hmm. album, right? And that yeah. album came out in 1988. And mm-hmm. if you pop it in today, is you know, still relevant. Timeless, mm-hmm. it's still relevant. A the moment fire. I and the rulers back, and yeah, you know, um, great body of work. Hey, young world, hey, young world, and Mona Lisa falls, and yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he birthed a lot of us, and, and a mm-hmm. lot of us won't admit it. Uh, you know, they'll go with the usual suspects who, to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, people like Rakim, uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe none of us would exist if it mm-hmm. was – he he just started a whole yes, he did. style of mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the visual – element of what I do Slick Rick was a main part of that and mm-hmm. um KRS definitely got me with my philosophy that oh. changed my Ooh. life oh my goodness I you know what I'm saying now if you played that today as a matter of fact so play that today yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I put um, I used it on IG when I was promoting yeah. the uh, shows yeah no instrumental Ooh. right and then um it takes a nation of millions it, it, they revolutionized some other shit. Like to this mm-hmm. day, I still go yeah. back and study that album. And uh, Chuck and them was ahead of their time, and yes. they still ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I like to characterize people in hip hop, mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, um, if 
for me, Cypress Hill is like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Woody yeah. is like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, P.E. is like Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kane and 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 uh, uh, you know, Kane and Rakim, like them guys. You know, they 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 did something that you know probably changed the course of you know, like I said, how people mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They you yeah. know, a lot of a lot of MCs and, and for me, man, it just taught me how to try to get in tune with how I feel. Okay. And how people feel, you know what I'm saying? How people respond to um something you say, you know. Uh, yeah. I always go with um Rakim saying, "Follow me into a solo." Get oh man, photo. Oh, and you can picture like a photo. These motivate the bricks. I'm everlasting. Man. I can go on for days and days. days. And days. I small even. Woo, I can oh. take a phrase that's rarely heard. heard. Now it's a you know. Um, yeah. Oh, you uh, talking now, baby? <laughs> there was fury, a matter of life and death, just like an extra sketch. Shake till you clear, then you just mm-hmm. can't make the next. Uh, juice. You know. Um, Wow. Just just little things, elements like that. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. You know, uh I think uh uh somebody like Tretch was birthed by the record uh and let me say this. He was birthed by a style of lick the balls. Excuse me, I'm trying to earn a mere buck or two. I saw the rapper come in. Oh who the without his part of town and Dallas you know, uh, OPP. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the styles he did. So these guys are blueprints. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say the legend thing. I I take it because mm-hmm. you say it or the people say it, but I won't say it out of my own mouth, like because it's people mm-hmm. in front of me that just they still hear number one, number mm-hmm. two. They still have things to offer. I, I think most of the shows that's being done right now is about Rakim is doing a lot of shows. This is the yeah. most I've ever yeah, seen yeah. in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's working like yeah, he getting it in. Day. Yeah, he getting it in. He eating. Kane took a break for a minute and he explained it, but yeah, Kane is starting to work heavy. KRS yeah, he stop. Yeah, he getting you know it right now. So all of them. You know, it's a lot to say to call somebody a legend. So that's why mm-hmm. I said I don't say I don't I I'll take it if you say it to me, but mm-hmm. I know in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit, like mm-hmm. these guys offer to me now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I listen to them even more than I listened to them, you know, as a kid in high school. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I still learn things from or, or or catch things Rock Kim said mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um 
But for me, it's just it's just about making powerful music, man. You make the best yes. the best product you can. Hopefully, the people bear with you and, and and fuck with you, and you know, um, sometimes you need to be spanked too. You know what I'm saying? That's why, mm-hmm. I, you know, when people ain't feeling certain records from you, it, it all of that goes hand in hand. You can't True. have good without the bad. True. Mm-hmm. And people be like, "Yo, I ain't like your third album." It's cool, mm-hmm. but it's a part of my life. It's a chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't make times up for you ten times over. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I can't yeah. those that's true. Or that's true. The my worlds or the Crooklyn Dodgers or mm-hmm. you know Fudge. I can't keep uh, regurgitating those records because that's not my. That, that's just pieces of my life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have to grow. I can't stop and do what you tell me to do because that's what you want me to do mm-hmm. you know just hopefully if i'm making music you know it's something you can resonate with or it's just something you can enjoy you don't have to always be deep either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so who are you listening to uh, the it, all these new artists that are out who 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 are you listening to or or are you? Right now, I'm listening to, I'm listening, I'm I'm feeling Nims, I'm feeling okay. RJ Payne, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> quite a few people, but I'm in a I'm in a zone right now. I just haven't uh started recording my shit yet, but okay. I'm back in my zone, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, people like yo, you have a People like yo, I've been putting out records for the past six years, man. Like mm-hmm. the last two me and show put out same moon and new dawn. Prior to that, I put out we put out the DITC studio album. Prior to that, I put out the uh Pearl Striker album with Apathy. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I put out trophies with Apollo. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I put out Fire. F Cut yeah. Project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the list goes on, so I'm like, Yeah, you know, the rock y'all been living under. I've been putting out <laughs> products for the past five, six years. It's just, yeah, y'all, y'all, if y'all expecting me to put out a project every 30 days, that's not what you're gonna get from me, you know. That's saying? good, that's good, too. Respect I'm glad to hear that. Doing yeah, that old zone release was I'm fine. Not Benny the Butcher, I'm not 38 special. Them, them guys, this is their ever, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and shout out to them. You know, um, shout out to my man Richie Chappelle. Like, they they put out work, you know, as fast as they can do it. You know what I'm saying? And and I commend them for that. You're supposed to evolve in that way. They're not supposed to do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, you're not gonna have me putting out albums every 30 days. I'm sorry, uh, that's not what I do. You know, it's a process to what I do, mm-hmm. and, and you know, um, that's just what it is. But I'm in the zone right now, so everybody who's been putting out music, it's dope. I'm feeling y'all, but I'm here, and you know, I'll let y'all live. It's cool. It's still a competitive thing too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like for me, it's still competitive. I don't have to say it out loud, you know, the music yeah. for itself. And, um, 
I know some of them want me to go away, but it's not going to happen at the moment. I'm sorry. I'm I don't want not. you to go away. I don't, I don't want you to go nowhere either. We need to. We need. We it's, need you to keep doing it. Too much to talk about. It's just too much to talk about. I just been, you know, I I moved away from New York, so I've been taking. I took a break, actually. You know what I'm saying? Mm. A two year hiatus almost. So I needed a peace of mind. You know, um, I'm really doing me at this point. It's nothing about the crew or none of that. It's about me. I'm being selfish at this point. I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the process of devolving and unlearning. So I couldn't even I couldn't involve people that um are not on the same wave as me. I can't if that if that's mm-hmm. the that they choose to do, I can't, you know, sit around and wait for them to, to, to get on the same page as me. This is my journey. Yeah. So at the end of the day. This is what was going on in my head. I just have to put it down on paper now and match it with music. That's dope. I, um... Oh, oh. Wait, go ahead. Right. Yeah, this is... Sorry to go back in time here, OC, but I have to go back in time because this is a question that I'm probably waiting 30 years to ask you, mm-hmm. 20-something years to ask you, and I hope you can remember this moment. Mm-hmm. But it's int- and it's an interesting moment now because, what you say, the sun, moon, and stars, like everything's lining up. I'm into that hocus-pocus stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Ralph McDaniels tonight released, or Nas did, released his um, documentary on Video Music Box, which I find right. very ironic. This question is about Video Music Box. Mm-hmm. So in 1994 or 1995, you made an appearance on Legendary Video hip-hop show in New York called, right? Video Music Box with Ralph McDaniels. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, during an interview, you were very emotional and seemed hurt by something that you experienced in the music industry or personally through some relationship? Can you talk a little about that, especially for young Black men that have an issue or stigma of being vulnerable, you know, and expressing themselves? You were on a public forum with a microphone Mm -hmm. You didn't get into detail and whatever you feel comfortable with or you don't feel comfortable with, just kind of want to get an essence of what was going on for you. Because it struck me. That was one of the first times I'd ever seen an MC vulnerable mm-hmm. on TV, and it was definitely hitting you whatever was going on. Can you take That's us back it. there? Yeah, you got to remind me what it I don't even All right. So you on Ralph McDaniels, and it's like you're in a crowd or whatever, and he's mm-hmm. asking you some question. Yo, how's how's the record doing, or how's the this, how's the that? And you started crying and tearing up, and it's like you couldn't even finish Word? talking or explaining yourself. Yes, in that interview, and I was like, I, it always struck me. That was one of the first times that you kind of came on my radar. I remember mm-hmm. the Times Up single, and I remember watching the interview, and I'm like. Yo, why is he going out? And I don't know if it was a I started crying on Ralph Mc on video. Yes. Yes. I don't remember that. You gotta show me that. Yes, I wish I'd take all right, all right, all right. If I gotta um I know people who know Pete, so I can I can see mm-hmm. if I can get a clip of that. But it was interesting. You were getting asked a question, something mm-hmm. about how your record's doing, or this and this and that about the industry, and then you just got a you got emotional. You were saying something about man, people, man, people, you know. You don't know who to trust, da 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 da, and you were getting into, it. and I was like, "Whoa, that's ill." That that 
I only saw it one time. I never saw it air again. Yeah. And I, I don't even remember that. That's great. All right, cool. All right. That's real. That's crazy. Wow. Right. All right. I had to ask though, because I, I that that really struck me. All right, damn. How you not how you not gonna have the receipts though? <laughs> <laughs> because that was something, it was like a quick, it wasn't like a full uh it wasn't a full interview. You know how like you just walk in the crowd, you were in the crowd, you were just in right. the crowd chilling. And you mm. had on like kind of the same jacket you was rocking the times up, but something had happened in with the mm. deal or something with management or something, and you were really mm. feeling you were feeling some type of way about it. So whether or not even it was the interview, do you remember like anything going on business wise or personally that really struck you at that moment around that time when you were coming out? Yeah, I I don't recall that, but yeah. I recall having a a hell of a time. You know, um, because my record was doing, it was doing decent as far as uh, it was selling itself. You know, yeah. around that time, I was on the road with Big and Craig Mack. So, you know, um, for the for the caliber of of uh, artists that they were being perceived as I was touring with them. Like we all had put it like this. Uh, big had big uh, single juicy was gold already, but Craig Mack every night was shutting shit down. Like, yes, they that wasn't was coming big. to see me. They wasn't coming to yeah. see big. They was going to see Craig Mack. Yeah. That's always huge. I remember mm -hmm. him actually doing flaving your ear twice in peace on, on certain occasions you know in, at night at in 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 clubs and i wouldn't go on after that like, like <laughs> shutting it down that. yeah oh, and, this and is before the remix this is before the remix Ooh. and i remember big being presented a plaque for juicy and yo people would basically we damn near got booed a couple of nights Cause flavoring your ear was just wow. They was coming to see Craig Mack. I kid you not, man. Like, and look who has the legacy now. Yeah, I mean, they, to me, their legacies are are etched in stone. You know what I'm saying? Like, but facts. I'm telling you, you know, um, Craig was doing. He was doing multiple shows in one night. Mm-hmm. You know, he would do Rhode Island, then he would jump over to Boston. I was like, yo, y'all must be speeding down 95 to get to the next uh, uh state. Cause people Boston, say he built that in Virginia. Like he was yeah. doing uh, pun would do that. Yes, yeah. Pun was doing the same thing. Like pun would leave New Jersey, go down to Rhode Island in the same night. It's like, damn, like y'all gonna kill yourself to get that bread. And it was, yo, they would do Virginia. It was just like, man, I'm not doing that shit for no, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it was just a fun time, man. Like, um, I remember Chuck had me on the road a couple of dates, you know, with the P, uh, uh, they was promoting the Terminator X project, but I remember being on the road with Chuck D and, um, mm. It was just crazy to me. It was just like, yo. So early on, I didn't really understand the effects of what Time's Up 
was he was like an anti-record so to speak and i didn't i made the record because that's what i felt but mm -hmm. i wasn't trying to anti any i always was curious about like was there anybody in particular you were speaking about no, in it was that just, you know the industry started talking that tough shit, and it was just like you know um it was just a change in the guards and i seen it you know what i'm saying um mm -hmm. and that's why the record came about but you know i just seen different personalities uh mm -hmm. different peers putting out music mm -hmm. and it was just a dope time for me so that's what i say all i have to say that 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 particular moment you talking about i don't remember that because Man, I was partying right. every night. <laughs> hey, it could be could be my mistake. So, can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about um, the recording process for that song, "Times Up," and also like what was the recording process like for the Word Life album? Yeah, "Times Up" was actually Pharaoh's record. That was a record that um, the beat was March record. Um, this cat prestige who did a song on my album called point of views he became one of the hitmen later on for puff and bad boy he was a a, a feral march stand so he presented the, the joint the time's up uh skeleton the march and march through that shit to the side and when he actually played it for him i think i believe me and search is in a search is in the process of getting the deal uh solidified with wild pitch which they were going under the emi umbrella that's the reason why he did the situation over there and um when i heard the record i was when i heard the beat it was just something totally different to what you would normally hear stat quo whatever you know hip-hop and um it took me a year to write to that beat though because it was so awkward and um you know my process has always been being alone in the studio with the engineer the person who produced it and uh you know that's it you know made sure i had the music ready before i got to the studio because you know that shit cost a lot of money back then you know what i'm saying rails and that tapes and you know the the record label would charge you fifty dollars for a cd and a, a cassette at the end Crazy. of the day you know what i'm saying so i always made sure i had my stuff ready before i went in mm -hmm. and you know my sessions would take no more than four or five hours so it took you a year to write that song but it took me a year to write that record you know what wow. i'm saying like because it was That's so right. awkward it was an awkward sound but i knew it was something that would work and the end product of it was i didn't like it you know what i'm saying and, <laughs> after a year after yeah. a year you're like I was, I was it, yo it felt it felt like it wasn't finished you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So like what like you needed more verses yo leave it alone two <laughs> verses it mm -hmm. took search to to convince me and it took a lot of arguing with me and mc service you know, over over giving him that oh, yes. that record wow. uh, not that record in particular but something something that was going to stand out 
when you put your debut out and mm-hmm. in hindsight i didn't listen i wasn't i was so anxious to put out music you know not learn not understanding and learning from search that you know your your first out in is what people are going to judge you off for the rest of that's your true. career that's true and um mm-hmm. i gave him a dozen records and he would be like that ain't it man that ain't yo, that one he loved and argue and damn near fight but that one he loved off bat when i brought him that record he was like that's it that's Ooh. the one the amount of times that they've sampled different lines from that record is ridiculous mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I mean, they say Slick Rick, Biz Marquia, some of the people that have been sampled the most, but out of all out of their catalog. But for one song, that's probably one of the most sampled lyrical songs that I've heard from an MC. People have taken yeah, so nah, many different parts of that. Yeah, it's been sampled a lot, but um, I I ain't mad at it. You know, some those, those checks crap, help out. Most part, yeah, <laughs> it's it's. And what was it like recording the album? What's that? What was it like recording that debut album? It's you're signed now, you have a budget, and now it's like, all right, I got to go in and show and prove. What was that process like? From just guest appearing with other people, the single now it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going in album mode now. What was that process like for you? Now you're an artist, not a rapper. Well, the process leading up to that point, you know, like I said, I was doing records that search was vetoing basically so it was a it was a learning process on the job you know what i'm saying um i believe i finished the album a lot of the songs on the album were things that i had on demos already ozone was a demo record um born to live was a demo record point of views was a demo record Shit, half the album was demo songs so they were songs done four or five years prior doing demos i just you know revamped them over different beats and and things of that nature but um it just taught me how to record over time man like you know being in the studio with organized at that time organized confusion um it taught me how to put together uh, uh bars and stuff like that obviously um it taught me how to format songs you know um the main thing is you know keeping people's attention so i don't care how nice you were with lyrics if you're not keeping the people's attention you know people ain't gonna listen to what you what you uh trying to put out and i had to figure out uh as prince would say prince paul would tell me i need to find my voice Cause I used to sound like the way him and Pharaoh rapped and they would, I would get upset, but they were like, yo man, like you got to find your own voice, man. Like you can't sound like us. You ain't down. Like you ain't organized confusion. Number one, number two, you sound like us. Like what does OC sound like? And I used to get upset because I didn't understand what that meant. And you know, finally, you know, it clicked. And I found my voice. You know what I'm saying? Um, I always say I rap how I talk. And that's what I didn't get at the time. Like, you know, you, you talk how you speak what you feel. and, and But it, it translated 
It's like hearing Rakim talk. When you hear Rakim talk, he, mm-hmm. he sounds like the way he rap. You know what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> that's very true about Rakim. He sounds yeah, the way it sounds just like he talks. And Prince would tell me to find my voice, and I didn't understand that. I'm you sorry, know. but I'm cracking up over here. It said, It's a came on with a damn bunny's outfit. What's up, <laughs> it's a, how you doing? <laughs> Much love to France. We got France, <laughs> France is in the building. Hello. Hello. France. <laughs> yeah, it's good a, to OC, see you. OC, it's a, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. good and you. It's a, it's a no pleasure point. to see you. Likewise. I was listening, you know, in the okay. background. And uh, what you got, I, was wond- I was wondering, because you came to France, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you think of the hip-hop crowd in France, the, the fans and the crowd? How do you feel them? I've been to France a lot. I got a lot of yeah. love out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a lot. More than a lot. Um the 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 hip hop scene out in, in, in France is crazy. Leon Yeah, we have a lot Harry. of love, you know. Yeah, like the scene is incredible. So um I haven't been uh well the last show I did was in Lyon. That was actually me and Apollo Brown and Nipsey Hustle. Oh wow. Yeah, that was the last show I did out there. Okay, and, um, yeah. That was, you know, um wait a minute. Uh, you gotta talk about Nipsey. Time. You gotta yeah. talk about Nipsey OC. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Big Pun. Damn. Yeah. We gotta do like a part. Well, I didn't even know this. at that time. Like we actually didn't even speak to each other. Oh, <laughs> it was just like we rode in the same van. He nodded at me. I nodded at him, and you know, this is I like did Crenshaw my show that album? night. This is huh? like when he had his Cren- was, was he like on his Crenshaw mixtape vibe at this point? He was doing mixtape. Yeah, Crenshaw probably. Yeah. He was just getting big. He was rhyming over like. This, the the like the Snoop stuff and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was the first time I was turned on to him. That was in Lyon, in, in, wow. in, yeah. in France. Yeah. Mm. So, so I guess she's asking, like, is there a different vibe? I guess that the, the response to you over there it's rugged over, to there. over here. He said it's rugged. France is rugged. <laughs> It's it's super rugged. I I did a show one time where um I was on tour with with DJ Revolution. Okay. And and all my instrumentals were lost. Like I in, in the airport, something happened. I didn't have no instrumentals, but we worked it out. <clears throat> Revolution is a hell of a DJ. And I was actually rhyming over my vocals, but the way he he uh he tweaked the the the, the turntables and stuff that night, you know, you couldn't tell. But mm-hmm. you will get booed in France if you ain't doing the right thing. Straight up, <laughs> they don't play that. Europe is no joke. Like, but France in particular, they hip hop 
of enthusiasts out there. And I remember working hard that night. Me and Rev worked hard that night. Like, and it was in a spot where you can actually touch me. Like, you know, so if they wasn't feeling me, they would (laughs) have let me know. And I honestly remember. (laughs) Yeah, I remember um uh uh I don't know if he was a graffiti artist or something happened, but a, a, a somebody got murdered out there. It was it was riots going on around oh. the time I was out there. Okay, well, we love rioting in France, to be honest. So I don't recall because myself, I've been living also in Canada and in the later Netherlands, you know. So right, I'm back in France since two years, but. Uh, oh. This was but I know. that's like five years that, ago, that. I think. Yeah. Nah, I'm not and, talking five years ago. This was a, a a big thing. It wasn't just riots going on normally around that time. This was okay. like a young guy that got murdered out there. And I don't know if the police um, did it or some somebody wow. did it, but it was a big deal and you know it was real tension out there. So you know, yeah. they, they had the streets cleared up and things of that nature. And, and one of the spots that I did was just, it was super rough, man. And oh I got God. through it that night and they loved it. And I prayed on it. And I was like, damn, like, you know, <laughs> like I yeah. said, you can't, you can't, they don't play that shit out there. You can't go out there rhyming over your vocals and, you know, yeah. they want real hip hop. They want, the turntables, they want the mic, they want the the two, three hour performance if you can do it, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. They're not playing. And, uh, yeah, well, and did you go to Amsterdam as well? Been to Amsterdam a lot. Oh, did you like it there? Because they can go crazy yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, Amsterdam, Netherlands, all that, like, I've been out yeah. there by myself a lot of times. I've been out, I mm. toured a lot with BITC in, in Amsterdam a lot. Um yeah. Yeah. Copenhagen. It's true. I think in Europe we we, we really support uh, old school hip hop and we love uh, we love dope hip hop. You know, you have uh, fans are that's true hip hop heads, you know? Yeah. Indeed. Like we want that song from the US. We we love it. We kind yeah. of respect the fact it was born in the United States, you know? Right, right. Nah, um, they show a lot of love out there. Like I said, um, as long as you on point, you know, and, and go out there respectfully and, and do what you what do the things that they know you for and what you do, you yeah. good. But if you go out there on some superstar uh you know, BS, they'll let, it, they'll let it be known. They don't play that out there. Thank you for your answer, though. Same here. <laughs> I hope you come back to France. No, I'm there. I'm here, you know. I want to see you. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's a lot going on right now. I ain't leaving the I country know. right now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, this oh. pandemic makes it crazy for touring and yeah, yeah. but well, you have to hope um, it's gonna end you. Right. 
Well, me and J.R.U. are supposed to tour next year, but I hope it's a world left to tour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's in Germany, right? He lives in Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. So How's Germany's crowd compared to France's crowd? Well, Germany's bigger, so, you know. It's no, crazy. Think, they don't play either. I think Jero's a damager also lives in Germany. I yeah, think yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy out there. It's the the scene is super crazy. Well, a lot of people don't um realize Germany is a big big hub for DJs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Always been since the eighties. You know what I'm saying? So, so your vinyl um, sell crazy out there, OC. Yeah, nah. It's it's just you know, a lot of a lot of uh, DJ champions come from uh, Germany as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's just a big scene out there. Um, I didn't did shows in bunkers out there. You know what I'm saying? Like real, you know, uh, bunkers. Yeah, yeah, newspapers on the wall, pasted on the wall. What? You know, wow. stuff like that. Actual bunkers, where they bunkers that was bombed and stuff like Bunch that. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you speak about the pandemic. A creative, and you said you haven't, you're not recording it. I don't know if we can put this out or whatever, but tell us. Mm-hmm. So creatively, the pandemic has gotten you back into a mode of like, all right, it's time for me to get busy now i haven't put out anything in two years it's making you want to produce and and put out music now not even produce but record yeah well it's it's some things to talk about um i was trying to get on track with it you know last year but i just didn't want to talk about you know it was just one-sided because everybody was locked down i didn't just want to talk about you know, us being locked down because it, it, it was nothing to talk about about that. You know what I'm saying? So now you have people moving around. You have things going on like, you know, people wearing masks, people not wearing masks, people being vaccinated, people not being vaccinated. Um, It's just a, a little broader spectrum of what's going on. Booster shots. You got everything, you know, uh, happening now. You have shit. The government, is the government shut down? As of tonight, in in this, you have DC. Yeah, damn, I'm like out of the. I'm, I'm I thought, out down I thought the they came up with a uh, compromise. With yeah, a compromise. because they was talking about. I didn't even know oh, that shit. I got listen. Government was was possibly being shut down tonight. You know, if they didn't come to a a vote, you know what I'm a saying? Resolution. So, a resolution. It's a lot of things going on. It's a lot of stuff to talk about now, as opposed to last year when everybody was on lockdown. Like what I was going to talk about, everybody being home. I've heard know? a few artists say that they said that they weren't really. They felt like it would be a negative album or be a certain type of album. So they yeah, like before. So we good. They Biden signed a stopgap. I, I thought I read that. I was just making right. sure. <laughs> so it's something, if I'm not mistaken, it's something temporary until February. Yeah, it's temporary. Right. Yeah, that's like they always do. Right. America don't fix problems. They just kick them down the road. Right. So we have the 
is potentially uh after February the, the government could shut down and and run out of funds and mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit to talk about now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna come out with a double CD at that point. Oh, see if that happens. yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it just it's it's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um and it was a buildup for me anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been watching you know some of my peers, some of my peers put out music, but it's like this ain't no time to be talking tough shit and talking about um how many uh uh cars you bought and all of that crazy like mm-hmm. that day the day that day is over in my mind like mm-hmm. it's a whole nother essence out here right now you know we talking about possibly uh uh concentration camps and shit coming back and you know, because people don't want to comply with what the government is saying, and it's 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 a lot of things to talk about. Put it like that, you know, in general. And I just want to make sure, you know, when I touch on things, you know, it's things that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Lyric, I, you know, and I bet to differ with something that you said earlier. Not to like go against you, but. Mm-hmm. When you said I'm not a legend or um I don't really know what the legacy is or whatever, it's like everybody can't be wrong. A lot of people put you in high regard because of the words. Not about being a superstar or anything like that, but right. the words that you write, the stories that you tell, the the um authenticity and the genuineness, right? right. It, it is stood the test of time and the consistency. And I think that's what people gravitate to in that spirit of truth that you right. keep all the time. Even with the BS, even with the other flaws you say, oh, this one was a dud. And I think that's what's resonating with people over time. And that's why I think people put you in such high regard. SP actually said it in another interview, like, this is when you enter into the, um, what is it, the difference between between being loved and be loved, I think, SP. I think yeah. that's what it is for me personally with your music, and I think why it resonates with a lot of people. It's, it's right. beyond chains, cars, sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, the, you're not the most rambunctious or, you know, uh, whatever, charismatic, but there's something about your words that resonate, man, and, and hope. Nah, you know, I think time. I'm very charismatic. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I- I think it's because you feel like um, it, it feels like you give a piece of yourself in your music, and you hit the, you hit the nail on the every head. time, every single time, and that's that to me is it. It changes you from being a loved artist to be loved. But listen, because- you just hit the nail on the head. It people. Some people don't understand you in anything that you do, you're giving a piece of your life force. But that yeah. You give a I'm giving you a piece of my life force. Like that's my energy. And, and as well as you, whatever you do or, or whatever your occupation is or how you move around in life, you're giving a piece of your life force. So Contrary to what people think, you know, um, 
about making music, it's not mm -hmm. so easy. You know, you're giving, you giving a piece of your life. I give you, I have to give you something. I can't give you everything. I can't give you my life in its entirety. I have to give it to you as much. I can't, I can't drain doses to that degree. I can't. Mm -hmm. So I have to figure out how to give just enough for people to say, damn, I can relate with that. Or I go through this, you know, my cousin went through the same thing or I see that in my kids or whatever the case may be. But I'm giving you my life force and that means I'm sharing a piece of my spirit, my soul with you. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not like other people, man. I take that real deep. It's not, you know, that's why I do it. You know, um, everything else is secondary to it. Can't mm -hmm. take the money with you. Can't take the houses with you. Can't take the cars with you. Can't take the supporters with you. I never call people fans either. Go back and look at anything that I ever said. I don't call people fans. I call people supporters because fans, mm -hmm. <clears throat> in my opinion, will turn on you in a heartbeat. Supporters mm -hmm. might not like what you do, but they'll always support you. Exactly. Yeah. Fans will love and hate you the next day. Mm -hmm. That's just me. That's my opinion of, you know, the whole thing about legacy and like, uh, I love my supporters, man. I love that people support me, you know what I'm saying? But a fan, I don't know if y'all never seen the Robert De Niro movie with Wesley Snipes, the fan. He loved mm -hmm. the shit out of him when he was getting all those uh, home runs. But when he stopped hitting those home runs, he stole his kid, he took yeah. his dog, yeah. <laughs> he broke <Yeah>. his house. <laughs> we don't he want them type of baseball player, Ben Del Toro. <laughs> He did everything as a fan, a crazy mm. fan. It was mm. just like, and, you know, I've experienced certain things in the game, in the music business where mm. people stood on, I've seen a person stand online for a couple of hours just to tell me he didn't like a particular album. And that that's scary. Wow. Wow. That's and what they got going on in his life? I wouldn't know how to handle that. I would not know how to handle that. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't have that. You stand line all these hours just to tell me that. Ag told him that exactly what you just said. Ag was there with like we was on a, a digging run, and the kid I seen him though he just. So I'm telling, hey, yo, watch this dude online. Like, and A told him, yo, you stood online all this time just to tell him, man, get out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's how John mm -hmm. in front of the Dakota. Yes, yes. Saying that he was a hypocrite and all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gosh. like, because. <laughs> That's scary. That's scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's it's you know, like I said, man, you give 
people your life force and people some people really believe that they know who you are and it's just like mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. AZ said it's just only pieces of a man mm -hmm. another what, what um what album made you fall in love with hip hop what song made you just be like this is what I'm going to do um, what song made me fall in love with hip hop? Me think about that one. Because <laughs> I I remember the first hip hop song I I heard from um. I remember the first hip hop song I heard, but from Sugar Hill Gang, but that's not what made me. Right, that's what I'm about to say. I heard King Tim the Third, and it was like, what? How long was that record? Mm. <laughs> ten minutes. Ten minutes. Thirteen. That's minutes. like yeah. yeah that's like um. Like what's that, that other one? What's the one by African Planet Rock? Here, King Tim the Third, and I'm here just me and. That was a long record. Um, yeah, the rock was long. Oh, the message. Fell in love with it though. Oh, message too. Yeah, was I heard the original? I think I heard the original Lottie Dottie Ooh. live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick and and wow. damn, where did they do that at? At the built? Um, you heard it or you saw it? Nah, I, I heard it. I was too young to see oh, on the radio. Okay. Nah, they did it live at a at a at a park. The original body dotty that we we hit before it went on wax was done. They did it live at a park or at a at a at a club. Oh, how did it go? How the original go? Same thing. It was the same. Well, the one that's recorded is the live one. Oh, okay. Seriously? Yeah. Shit, I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the first one that was recorded was the live one that they captured on Wax. I, I believe wow. it was on a silver label. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, Rick, man. Like, yo, nobody knew he was from England. Nobody knew he was, you know, he just had a, he had a, 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 a ill style like in mm -hmm. word things and stuff like that but that record turned me up it, it turned me out yeah and then um I was turned out after that yeah that 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 song you I mean you hear the you hear the beat come on and you hear that Oh, Adi. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and everybody just ran to the dance floor. Yeah, but if you go online, you they have the live version, the the, the live version of them. So it sounds a look a lot different, a little bit different, but it's the same premise. And um, you, you know, know, I'm gonna put that in. I'm gonna put I, I I'm gonna put that in here. Just so that I'll put the link in the description so that uh, everybody can check it out because this is uh, 
if you've never heard Lottie Dottie, yeah, you are missing out. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe the um the Indian girl is a is a is a lot. You know, he turned it into a record as well. As well, mm -hmm. that was a live. He did that live too. That's not a, a new record, he just revamped it for his you know, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. You know, so I mean, if you look back, though, a lot of these guys, even the reggae artists, they they revamped the records that they did live, they did a lot mm -hmm. of records on the spot and then turned them into songs later on. That was the format back then. So, you know, um, that's where I said I got the, you know, the uh the the understanding of how to make songs and stuff like that. Ozone is an old record on World Life. It's not a, you know, it wasn't a thought out record. It was something that I did, I demoed probably four or five years prior, but it it, it sounds totally different to what the World Life version sounds like. So you know, this is what people did back then. You know, they would take records that that was probably memorable at a club that they did mm -hmm. live and it turned into a hit record or, you know, it became a cult classic or something like that. Um, I believe uh, Run DMC did that too with uh, yeah. Peter Piper. That wasn't no new record. Peter Piper picked Peppers and Run Rock Rise. Yeah. That's not a new record. They just, they revamped yeah. for the album. You know, so it, it's it's been done a lot. You know what I'm saying? With the exception of hip-hop coming up in the 80s. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of stuff floating around now, too. Um, I believe Poobah got a lot of live stuff, Masters of Ceremony, way before Brand Nubians. You know what I'm saying? Like, Poobah been on the scene for years. I've been listening to the, uh, to the, um, uh, Cold Crush Brothers and, um, uh, mm. the, uh, Fantastic. And, and um, they, the, they sing us. Now, but they they was rappers. Uh, the force and peace. Force and peace, yeah. They yeah. they had a battle in the park, so I've been listening to those uh live battles, right? Which are well, dope. Angie Stone is a is an MC before she was Angie yes, Stone. Sequence. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. uh, sequence. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a lot of people. People just don't know that you know it's them but she I got think that's why it irritates me when i hear them say drake uh invented uh the melodic rapper and i'm like yeah. oh my god are yeah. you kidding me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you not remember the yeah. cold crush brothers of the fourth yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, stuff like that, but um, yeah, Angie Stone, she was getting it, she was getting she got busy, yeah, mm -hmm. all three of them, all three of them was getting it in, but yeah, yeah, yeah singles was dope, yeah, 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 man. Damn, I'm forgetting there's quite a few people who got busy, like, yeah, you know, 
Um, yeah, but I say all that to say, man, like like I said, at the end of the day, the legend thing, I appreciate it and stuff like the legends that's still alive and still thriving and, you know, um, they get all the credit in, in my eyes. Like, if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be no us. Um, right. We wouldn't be having no conversations, you know. Um, the journalistic part of things, a lot of people wouldn't be known. People, uh, y'all, as journalists and things of that nature, don't get enough credit. All in all, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I never talked because I just never knew how to talk <laughs> on 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 camera. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like. For me, it was just like, ah, it's not my thing, but, you know. But it's kind of why we like this format. Uh, it's just a conversation. Right. So you can just have, feel comfortable and, and right. not uh, have that pressure of, I got to have the exact answer because it's not about, uh, it's not about, having the correct answer is about spreading the knowledge. Right. And mm -hmm. hopefully somebody will watch this and take something from from this um conversation and apply it to their own life. And that we just want to have a powerful impact like hip hop has had on us. We just want to provide that and keep the culture growing and right. spreading. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, um, that's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, uh, it's dialogue. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. Like I said, you don't have to, everybody don't have to agree on everything, but this is why you dialogue. This is why people have dialogue. This is why, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you try to get into people's uh, psyche about what and why they do what they do and, you know, why you ask the questions you ask or why do I make the music that I make or, you know, you want to get, I, I don't mind people getting into my life, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's, it's just something that I do. It's a way of life, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. something I turn on and off. It's just my life. This yeah, is, yeah. I've been doing music for over 30 years. Um, This is who I am. You know, it's it's nothing about me not uh wanting to have a career. This is who I am from day one. It, whether you wouldn't have never knew me or not, this is who I am. Like this is mm -hmm. it's no filter when it comes to you know uh OC, like you know. And some of it you get in the music, and now you're gonna get some of it, you know, visually and and, and through interviewing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm cool with that now. I can, you know, I can handle it a little bit. You know, 
I didn't want to talk too much before because I didn't know it was anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I figured, you know, I make music. Let the music do talking. Yeah. Speak to you and, um, you know, I've met some of my heroes and I wish I never met them. Some of them are assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can I can understand that. You know, I was yeah. fortunate to meet Slick Rick. He wasn't an asshole, I will say that. Right, um, right. out front when I was um doing working as a club promoter. And he mm-hmm. was real cool, you know, he was laid back, you know, he was slick rick. He had his chains on, you know, that slick right. rick. But um he was cool though, you know, he wasn't, you know, he was just very approachable, very right. cool, laid back. But you're right, sometimes you do, especially being in the entertainment business. I mean, I don't have the stories that you have because you've been in the game a lot longer than I have. But right. from the experiences I have, some of your heroes don't always be that when you meet them in person. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, nevertheless, you know, we're grateful for those that we have crossed path with. And I would say I'm grateful that we crossed path with you tonight for you coming on here and sharing your story. Right. Uh, because, you know, a lot of times we – we can look at a Wikipedia page. You can hear what other people say, what is rumored and what is fact and what is not. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing like talking to the actual person having that one-to-one conversation like we did tonight. Right. So we're so grateful that you stayed with us and we did it for an extensive amount of time, which is which is greatly appreciated. And yeah, sharing your story. I ain't never been on an interview <laughs> this long, but I'm... Yeah. Well, different stages man i'm cool with this like yeah we're yeah and i I witnessed that and and i appreciate that i just want to share that with you from us to you right we greatly appreciate you hanging out with us and sharing your story and not you know just going along for the ride which is greatly appreciated but i want to give you an opportunity y'all got me like yeah i ain't had nothing else to do tonight like i'm home chilling i'm safe no doubt you know, and no doubt. people don't need to talk with me too much. So, sure, you um, know, the time is is not being wasted. We 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 yeah. compensating like I'm you sure. know, sharing, we sharing human stories. Like, sure, yeah, sure. Compassion, hurt, happiness, mm-hmm. joy. Absolutely. You know, um, passion. We fix what can't be fixed. Who needs to stay? Who needs to go? <laughs> it's, it's been amazing and we've had technical difficulties you pop okay. in and out you come yeah, back yeah. You, yeah, I mean, yeah. this has been uh, it has it a is, good question. it is so awesome when you get to meet somebody that you have admired for so long and they exceed everything you ever thought about them. So I really thank you so much for having this conversation with us because this was more than I could have ever hoped for or even thought of. No, I appreciate y'all, man. And and like I said, this was probably um, the longest conversation I ever had. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind, you know. It, appreciate that. It's appreciate always the first, the first time for everything, and mm-hmm. I ain't had nothing else to do tonight, like, yeah, or this morning was mm-hmm. <laughs> time now. But I'm cool with it, like, dope. It's just something that you know y'all can log in in the history books, like, damn, right? yeah, 
conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just about music, it was just about life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And sometimes there's no cap on that. Like mm-hmm. as far as no time cap, no, you know, you talk, you talk mm-hmm. to people, you, you laugh, you cry, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and people appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. When you, mm-hmm. like you said, exceed what what they perceived to be, you know, y'all probably thought y'all was gonna have me for a few minutes, but I told y'all y'all got me. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the night, whatever. It didn't matter what time. Like it's cool. Like I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Kelvin, man, for for making it happen. I appreciate yeah. it. Hey, yeah, know, Kelvin did. No it. Doubt. It is, I think it is. Issa has some. Issa, you have some questions? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I feel uh, really all the things you say about uh, music and artists putting the part of their self into what uh, into their art, like pieces mm-hmm. of pieces of their of their life or feelings or their guts. And uh, it's true mm-hmm. that people don't always realize the difficulty, you know, even for writing, you know. Right. And uh, I would really like to to get to know, uh, but what did really motivate you one day to to be an MC? You know. Um, I just I came up in the park. Like I seen the actual park jams. I I experienced. I witnessed. Uh-huh. Um, I witnessed the park jam. Like that's something. I didn't ask to be born in New York, like, so that's a blessing for me, like, to witness the Park Jam as a child, not a kid, Mm -hmm. talking about a four or five-year-old child. Yeah. You know, it it affected my life. Okay. As As a child, you know, and... It was just something I always wanted to be a part of, whether it was gonna be a DJ, Mm-hmm. Whether I was gonna dance, mm-hmm. I was gonna, you know, get behind the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, all the, the elements. Yeah, any one, a part of the element, I was gonna be a part of it. I knew, mm-hmm. but I knew mm-hmm. I was gonna be behind the music, so yeah. to speak. So okay. I'm not surprised, you know. Yeah, I understand. Came. Yeah. Because you said earlier, you it's a way of life. It's true that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's the true. movement. It's a way of life. You live it up. You, you cannot just listen to uh, to music. It's uh, you embrace all its elements. You know. I think. Right. Right. Nah. No, it's 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 in my it's in my blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. My mom sang. She was into the music. You know, my 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 grandmother and them was into the music. So oh, wow. uh, it's in me, and um, I knew I have some part of being in the music, you know, whether yeah. I was in the industry or not, you know, I would probably mm-hmm. do it anyway. And like you're from New York, so I imagine young Gary will go in the park and witness the DJ, and you are going to take the mic sometimes with other, no? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I seen them plug up the. You know, still where we they stole the power from the 
that's that's that went around that went all on about. all around the uh, uh the five boroughs. You know? mm-hmm. That was real, like that was some and you wouldn't get in trouble for it back then. You couldn't do that oh. shit now though. <laughs> oh yeah, for that. Hell no. Hey, but I seen the power from the street lights, you know, with the wires and everything. Mm-hmm. The speakers, the ass kickers, they call them stacked up to the top, you know, yeah, 20 feet high. Um, wow. 10, 20 speakers, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. I seen walls of speak, a wall of speakers. You know, that's documented too. You Google that, you see the wall of speakers yeah. in the park. That's amazing. It was crazy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I can imagine. Yeah. You know. Well, well, that's dope. I wish I was born in New York just for, for the hip hop movement, you know? I'm from uh, 73, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, it's a movement out there. Like I said, um, France is dope. So, you know, music, just music in general out there. Two of my favorite spots is for for um, a lot of talent is France and Sweden. It's a lot mm-hmm. yeah. of producers out there. There are French and you you appreciate, you think of. Because it's difficult, it's in French, you know? So the problem, I like to understand the lyrics myself. So for instance, I would listen to German uh, rap, you know? I would ask somebody to translate it for me because lyricism matters a lot to me, you know? So long. So, so, me, yeah. MC Solar, oh, why? Is you talking about the one with Guru or different solo? I think there's two of them. No, it's two different ones, right? There's two different ones. Yeah, okay. One is French, and he's an MC. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, a he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. his lyrics are. about him, but I keep thinking it's the other yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, MC Solar from France is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. No he was the first MC to be That's in right. one of the best newspapers for uh, very nerdy people and stuff, you know? He had a full article about one of his albums, New Western, you know, because it's very poetical and his lyrics are, are killing it. And he's very yeah. humble, that uh, man. And I he love Guru, it. and indeed they made a track together. Yeah. Oh, so it is the yeah. same one. Okay, so it's the one that's on Jazzmatazz, that guy. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, okay. I thought yeah. it was two different ones. Okay. That was no, Guru's no. man. Yeah, that was no. his homeboy. That's well, we the again good, the bad, Le Bion, Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, again, Le we thank you. We, mm-hmm. Again, we yeah. thank you for Yo. we thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, we thank you for going through your story once again. Thank you, Issa, for sharing, answering your questions because we want to give things. We want to make sure we get questions that are asked for France because we are a global company or a global podcast so we thank you for sharing and being a part of the podcast thanks for guesting me thanks oh, a absolutely. lot absolutely thank you all very much absolutely i just want to give you an opportunity to give out any shout outs or any upcoming projects that you have and share your social media handle that way everybody can follow you 
after watching this interview because we definitely want to bring more supporters. I won't use the word fans, supporters to your projects and things that you're doing because you definitely, I know you don't like the word, but I have to say it because I feel like I have to honor you for your contribution to hip hop. We want people to continue to follow you because you are a legend for the culture. And I just can't say anything differently because that's just what I feel and that's what I believe. But do you have any shout outs or any, Thing you any your social media handle you want to provide as well shout out to the world man okay. that's we all in the same uh we all in the same thing right now in the same sh- uh 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 shit okay yeah we all experiencing the same thing but i got five percent left on here i'm shouting out powerful impact thank you Nev, sp Goddess, Soul, Easter. Yeah. Um, I appreciate y'all. I love having a conversation with y'all this time. You know, um, and I hope you know we do it again. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We we're we're ready when you're ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. whenever you don't have you have a free day and don't have anything to do, we here. We here, we no here. doubt, and y'all be safe wherever y'all may be. And sure, I'm out. What about your right. um, upcoming projects and your social media? We just want to make sure we get that um, out before you leave, so that way people continue to follow your supporters can continue to follow you, or are you get new supporters to follow you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. At mm-hmm. you can at me at OCDITC on IG. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's that's my main joint right there. Okay, dope. And uh, you know, I got projects coming soon. I ain't even gonna blow no 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 smoke. It's All just right. projects well, coming soon and, and new years coming in and mm-hmm. keep your your eyes and your ears tuned out for it. That's all. Well, let us know. We right. want to promote it. We want to support <laughs> you as much as yeah. we can. And again, we thank you for being on here. And once again, we salute you for your contribution <laughs> to hip hop. And we salute you for hanging out with us because, you know, we don't get these opportunities every time where you can sit down and ask questions like we did. And we thank you for hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you for all. We we hung out. Yeah, we did. did. It was champagne. (laughs) Hopefully hopefully one day we can all link up. We can pop that bottle of champagne and really Yeah, you know, we got yeah, a new year coming in soon. So, yeah, like I said, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing this. We probably yeah. won't stay on so long this time. No, it's all good. We'll, yeah. we'll make it work yeah. better. We'll make it work for you. But thank Man. you. And <laughs> OC, OC, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta unblock me on uh, IG, man, because okay. I was spamming you and he blocked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I probably did. If you spam yeah, it's me. all good. He ain't blocked me yet. So I'm blocking. I'm blocking. I can't block. But again, I had to hit you on Twitter. He's like, no I was like, yo, he blocked me. Well, like, happy, yo, um, he blocked you me. know, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna, I don't know if I have the fortune, be fortunate enough to tell you Happy New Year for 2022. But Happy New Year to you. Oh, I wish you blessings oh, yeah, and prosperity. And whatever. And I, you have, yeah, yeah. I'll be looking out for your new stuff because yeah. um, I, I, you want my alerts so. Anytime yeah, you drop something, my my notifications go off and let me know. Yeah, so okay. I, I'll be watching out for it, and I'll make sure I put all of your um 
your ads in the description so people can follow you. And your band camp, okay. if you have a band camp, I guess. Yeah. Right? So indeed. Well, happy new year to y'all. Okay. And, so um, thank you. Like I said, man, and it's a pleasure and it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And this this was a Four hours. I'm looking at the thing. Yes. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I'm like, yo, he hung out for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, nah, I told y'all yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to fall out now. All right. <laughs> we know. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. Thanks All right. Bless you to you. Thank you again. Bless you so much. Okay. Thank you. All right, y'all. Peace. 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 Well, we, we thank you for tuning in and supporting Powerful Impact. Yo, thank <laughs> Yeah. All right, let me do it over again. We thank you again for tuning in. And we, let me start over. Goddamn. <laughs> we thank you for tuning in and supporting. Let me try one more time, SP. Okay. Thank you for tuning Quiet. in. Wait, give me a pause so I can right, break it off. Okay, okay. We thank you for tuning in and supporting Powerful Impact again. I'm so right. You saw my colleagues, SP, Nev, Issa from France, um, the goddess who was here earlier. We ask that you subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Tonight, you saw history in the making with the legendary MC. He don't like that term, but I'm going to call him what we, how we see it. OC from the iconic hip-hop group, Diggy in the Crates. We want you to support his music. We want you to support the movement. And more importantly, we want you to support Powerful Impact because our objective is always to make a powerful impact on the community, music, or the culture as a whole. Once again, we thank you for tuning in, and we salute you. Have a good night. And go make yeah. a powerful impact. Make a hey, powerful guys. impact. Boom. Thank, thank you for letting me in again. That's so no dope. Problem. No I was supposed to walk, but it's going to tell Gratitude, attitude of love aloud. When it's pleasant out, I never choose to hunt for clouds. Evaporating rain steaming off the pavement. Returning to firmament from whence it came. It's all circular synergy. The sun is the centerpiece. Vitamin D deficiencies remedy by its energy. And Mother Nature got jokes when it's silly hot. But a summer breeze got the trees doing a ditty bop. To UV singing Jodeces. Give me all you got. Give me all you got. No shade to them a block. Bathing in all of this limelight. My countenance shine bright. So all apologies to your eyesight. Kaleidoscopic. More than just the optics.